0: Welcome to episode 9 of GameSpot After Dark. I'm your host, Jake Decker, and this is the official GameSpot podcast. Coming in a little hot on the mics, apparently. Yeah,
1: we didn't know you was starting.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we've already been recording. We've we got the whole thing. Oh no. Uh, joining me today is Tamar Hussein, Eat Lucy James. Hi. Peter Brown. Pete. <laughs> Pete Brown. And Callie Plaguey. Hello. <laughs> we normally read. start this oh. show with a segment called the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment, where we introduce a new crew member however all of you have been on this podcast before so for the first time ever i think we're not doing it but still oh, no. sorry chris cheers to, cheers to chris from dayton ohio
2: ninja approved
0: <laughs> Yep. <Yeah. laughs>
3: video
4: game ninja approved
0: and so we're gonna start with what we've been playing how you guys doing what are you playing what's up How's it going? Tomorrow. <laughs> Who's
5: first? Me? Hey, tam what you playing? <laughs> I've been playing or I started playing Destiny 2 again.
3: And I'm, I'm reliving mm. Destiny 2. How do you feel about being brought oh. up to light level 750 without was, any effort on your own?
5: I was actually I played it when it first came out a lot. Um we played it as a Oh god. No, <laughs> god.
1: There was a short-lived GameSpot series that we did
5: called Destiny's Children. The
1: best-named short-lived GameSpot series ever.
5: Um so yeah, we had a a few month window where we were trying to do weekly destiny content like video content i just
1: remember being us having a setup in the studio in the uk office Mm. three screens the couch me you and dave desperately trying to get a high enough light level to do the first
5: two raids, and And we could not do it it was was there was tears there was frustration but in that process i ended up playing quite a bit of destiny so i i had a, a character that was pretty high up in the kind of like light level rankings um and then i just fell off uh so i don't we feel tried
1: d- to play again recently were you around for yeah it? yeah, i was there yeah. but we
5: we went in four of us went in and realized it was a three man yes and we were like oh well back to overwatch we go <laughs> <laughs> but i'm coming at it like i started a new character a warlock and um i'm coming at it almost fresh i want to start See, see what they've done to the experience to kind of streamline it and see how it's different from how it used to be. And I'm only like two or three hours in. I like that they start the game now with a mission from Destiny 1 that's been remade, mm-hmm. um, which is real nice. It kind of reintroduces you to the world and a ghost and kind of gives you a very, very quick rundown of here's who you are. You're a guardian and Uh, Fallen and Pirates and Light and The Traveler and I was like okay that's cool and then I played like a bit in The Tower and I'm just skipping around doing missions. I think my main takeaway currently is I'm going back into it for the story. I want to get obsessed with the story in the way that other people and staff are like Phil and Chris Pereira and a few others and friends and family that I know as well and I'll get there hopefully eventually but right now I'm really enjoying the shooting. Like I forgot how good Bungie are. Uh, Phenomenal. Oh, it feels so good. Like I, we, when we played it the other day, we were in it for like a hot minute and we mm. we just kicked that football around for a bit and we're like, all right, yeah.
1: bye. Well, Simon, so we play with um, Simon Cardy from IGN UK and I don't, I think, I don't know where you were, but Simon and I tried to do a mission mm. and while the shooting is great, uh, it was one of those missions where you had to kind of parkour up a tree <sighs> uh, and it was just painful the first person platforming in that game is not not yeah
5: i remember having to do that loads because there was a period where i'd write all the destiny articles and there was there was the articles and there's one spot he always appeared on a tree yeah Yeah. and it drove me mad because i would it was always the same spot but somehow i would get there and it's like is there a different route up now that's
2: why you play hunter that's what they can like double yeah that's
5: what i was playing as um and I don't know if they just introduced that because I was playing as the Warlock uh, the other day and the double jump is wild. Oh, because like, I, was... I
1: think the Warlock can kind of hover.
5: Right, okay, think, yeah, yeah, that'll be it. Yeah. Um,
2: I've only ever played Hunter across Destiny 1 and Destiny my 2. Original character I'm so dedicated to Hunter.
5: Yeah, but like the, the shooting in that game just feels so good. And it's also really stunning. Like I, yeah. I, I haven't played it on like a 4K TV before, so I turned it on and I was like, this world is very, very vibrant and mm. really like I'm the kind of sci-fi Norse mythology vibe of it is hitting with me in a way that it didn't previously. And I think it's because obviously we were, it was attached to a show and work we were doing. Um, so I perhaps came at it from a different angle, but now I'm kind of like soaking it in. And if if it feels like it's landing harder than it did previously, the New Light expansion is free. So and not expansion or rework is, is free. So anyone can jump in. Are and, you
0: playing that? Are you doing the New Light or are you doing like so shadow doing, keep or whatever i'm doing
5: new light so i'm fully coming at it like even though i've done it before i'm coming out as a fresh i'm on mm. the edz right now okay doing ah. missions for the early mission stuff and i've done that stuff before but i'm trying to slow it down and see what it's like and you know there's new weapons around and the simple stuff that i'm really enjoying is just like the feeling of of shooting these alien monsters and the feedback you get and also kind of really noticing the the classic bungee kind of enemy AI and the mini mm-hmm. skirmishes that they recreate. And that's the stuff that they always praised for, like Halo 3 and ha- previous Halo games they were always praised for. And it's been so long since we played a Halo that you forget that these guys are really, and these guys, girls, everyone there, are really good at orchestrating these skirmishes. And to the point where you don't even think about it, you're just having a really great time. And you leave a fight and you feel like it was fun and rewarding and challenging. But now I'm kind of appreciating the kind of the puppetry that's going on there um, mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's kind of I'm excited to be back but the one thing I have in the back of my mind is if I don't play with other people I will probably fall off after a while mm-hmm. I feel like the, the satisfaction part of it has got a limited kind of mm. uh, stamina with me so I'll get my fill of that and if I don't have more people to play I'll probably just be like mm,
2: yeah my yeah. my best experiences with with destiny 2 have all been with others like when like Ben and John Luke and I like did this whole thing to get Rat King um an exotic before it was made easier to do and mm-hmm. we were so proud of ourselves and then Ben and I did that with uh Cade Six's um hand cannon um I don't know yeah I I have a, a good time playing with friends but I'm I'm sad because everybody moved to PC and I like playing that game with a controller mm-hmm. as dumb as that sounds and i could always like hook up controller to my pc and switch because the cross save being live now and you know like i wouldn't have to buy it again i would get most of it free and let just get shadow keep on my pc but i'm like resistant to do that I,
0: I actually play it on pc with a controller because i think it feels great on a controller the only time i don't play on a controller is if we do pvp but i don't play much destiny pvp except for that mode gambit which even then, when I played that, like you can still kind of get away with playing with a controller, I think.
2: I like Gambit a whole lot. Yeah. But Peter, you you didn't like the light level thing.
3: Yeah, I think it, to it. not bring this up, here, just to focus on Destiny 2 now, Yeah, because like, I was bringing back an old character, it really felt like all that time and energy I'd put towards becoming a certain light level was just written off as like, oh, it's just a number. like doesn't matter. Whereas really it was like, the d- maybe 60, 70 hours I spent with my character getting them to that point, and then I turn it on, and it's like, well, now it's just up here. Like I might as well mm-hmm. start over. This character is meaningless to me now. Yeah, I absolutely I do meaningless. agree with that. Yeah. All, they, all they've done is just give me access to the guns I had before, and this character that means nothing. And so it's like, okay, so maybe I'll start over. But my my interest was immediately just kind of like deflated, mm. um, which sucks because I'm I enjoyed playing Destiny two a lot. And I just, and I exhausted it, but now it seems like there's a lot of reason to go back. So I'll have to start from scratch.
2: I'm just glad I'm not reviewing it this time because I think that destroyed, reviewing Forsaken really destroyed any desire I had to play Destiny for a full year. And now I'm finally like, oh, I kind of want to play again. I really do like the shooting. I have fun playing with people. Um, I could use a break from playing Siege. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I just, I don't know.
0: Just to give a quick shout out to Jean-Luc and David Amati made a really good video about comparing what it's like to start in New Light. So if you're not, if you're planning on not playing New Light, if you have a save you're carrying over, but you're curious what that looks like, definitely check that out. Because it, it was kind of fascinating how they pretty much just reworked that entire game, almost gutted it just mm-hmm. to make it work for free to play. Which That's cool. Yeah, it, It's interesting. I'm kind of like the only reason I have any interest in maybe playing the New Light is just because I want to see the Cosmodrome again from Destiny 1. But it sounds like that's only that introduction. So it's like, eh, I can probably just watch a video of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What else, tomorrow? Got uh, anything else? Beyond that, I
5: tried Remnant a little more again. Yeah. I sent you a My message about are, yeah, this Yeah, you Yeah, well. you did not enjoy this I game. I did not enjoy that game. I've tried it. It's one of those ones where every time I talk about it, I hear someone else talking about it, being like, oh, it's so good. I think this is game of the year material. I think the last person I heard talking about it was like Ben Pack some, at some point. I was like, all right, maybe I should give it another go. And I just don't. It's not clicking with me. I, I, there's enemies. I'll keep getting like ambushed by 20 enemies at random moments. And it did this thing where it kept spawning a very powerful enemy behind me while I was fighting like grunt enemies in front of me. And that enemy would just wreck me. So after about three times of that happening, I was just like, I'm not enjoying this enough to put mm-hmm. myself through this. And I just haven't gone back to it since. A lot of people are saying like, oh, it's different on uh, when you play a multiplayer, but I I can't convince people to buy this game that I don't like just on the off <laughs> chance that they might we might have fun together. That would be irresponsible. But I also mean.
2: like you could have fun doing a lot of things with friends. Like it doesn't mean the game is great, you know? Yeah. Like a lot of things... That you do with your friends are fun. Mm. I mean, if you, you have good about. friends.
1: Yeah, like Borderlands for me. it's yeah. very much, you know, I don't particularly enjoy the writing. Which is weird because my, my sense of humor is very much crap memes, Vines, vines TikTok. TikToks. But there's just something that I just really don't like about the writing in Borderlands. But it doesn't matter because when we're playing, it's, you know, it's me, Tam, Cardi, Goldfarb, and Matt sometimes. We're just chatting shit over it. Mm. So you can still have fun. That's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, I played a good amount of Remnant with Matt, uh, which I had fun playing with him, but we just hit a point and it's just like, it's just these same enemies running at us for shooting. Like, they're not really thoughtfully placed because it is randomly generated. So when you start a new campaign, the areas you go through are going to be shifted, which is cool, right, if you want to keep starting new campaigns. But at the same time, it just lacks that... Like, a lot of people are comparing it to Dark Souls, but it lacks that, like, very well-designed, well-crafted level design that that has. Instead, it's just like cool, there's all these, I guess, areas that fit together, and they fit yeah. together pretty well. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been... Well, it, d- it doesn't necessarily look like it's been randomly generated, but at the end of the day, it's just like... Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I had my fun with it. I can't imagine I'll go back to it.
5: Yeah, I texted you, like, this This game put into, like, l- into light how how much effort and how meticulous from software are I in creating their games like it's it's very carefully planned and thought about like in this game i stood in a doorway and just pointed my gun at the doorway and then one enemy ran in i didn't move not a pixel and then three enemies ran in then there was a pause and then 10 enemies ran in and then like five enemies running and i was like what's going on here like it just seems to be an infinite funnel of enemies like no thought has really been put into it whereas you go into a game like dark souls and it's like there's three enemies in this room one of those enemies has got a reason to be in this room and it's like item description and it's just not not on par with that and maybe i'm spoiled but that's the kind of if you're going to evoke dark souls that's what i'm going to expect from it and if you're not giving me that get deleted (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: delete it. Off
5: my hard drive, not off. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Jake was like, like a couple days ago, Jake was like, you got to download Remnants, you can play with us. And I'm so glad I didn't. (laughs) I I did have an extra code that was sent um, from the publisher. So I was like, but but I haven't touched it and I would have been really mad if Mm. I'd been like, okay, I trust you and bought the game and then suddenly you called out here. Suddenly nobody wants to play with me anymore.
0: Jake. I don't think I would like Tamora's saying, I'd have trouble recommending people to buy it, but at least at the price now. Maybe if it's on sale and you want something to play with friends, though, because, like, sure, like Borderlands, you know, I haven't been super into Borderlands, but I like playing with friends because it's fun. It's, like, the same deal, I think. Like, I'm having... I had fun when I was playing with friends and just screwing off, and, like, the... uh, There's... uh, Friendly fire. So whenever, whenever Matt was in a cutscene, I just like put a couple rounds in his head, and then he'd die in the middle of the cutscene. And like, ah, this is fun. I like this. Screw him. (laughs) Screw him. I I don't need him. I
5: love terrorizing Matt (laughs) Paget. Anyway uh what else tomorrow you got something else here Um, i've got a tv show called carol and tuesday tv show it's an anime thank you (laughs) all right (laughs) moving on (laughs) (laughs) from netflix Uh, it's on netflix quick pitch it's about two girls who it's about one girl who lives a sheltered life and decides to run away from home and try and make it in a musician on mars (laughs)
1: Uh, okay hell yeah Uh, she
5: runs into like this girl who's performing on the street who's also like the street of mars or the street of mars yeah and uh they one of them's called carol the other one's called tuesday and it's just about their journey into discovering their love of mag- music and magic i was about to say uh, of music <laughs> and like finding someone gathering on, on the same wavelength for <laughs> them as them and kind of their rise to success and it's framed as like these two girls eventually become this you know celebrated duo musicians and mm. now we're going to tell you the story of how they got to that point um, it's by. I was telling Pete this the other day, um, but like I got a distinctly like uh, cowboy bebop and samurai champloo kind of vibe out of it in terms hmm. of how it how it uses music and mm-hmm. and it's kind of like weaves that into the aesthetic. And Did then you I, say
3: weaves that into the aesthetic? <laughs> no, wow? <laughs>
5: how dare you? <laughs> I weaves that into the. <laughs> I have to say it now. And then I looked it up on uh, Wikipedia, and it says uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, who's the you know the person behind Samurai Champloo, Cowboy be- mm. Bebop, and um, and yeah, it's a it's got some absolutely fantastic songs in there. Jordan mm. is uh, like uh, someone who really loves it, and I've been talking to him, and we just I sent you a link yesterday you did, as well. Yeah, I really and enjoyed. It's it. like banger. It's, it's like the music is genuinely good. It's like some of it, like, and there's one character called Angela who's she's positioned as this kind of like pop star, like almost manufactured to create the perfect pop tunes, and then you listen to her song, and it's like. Damn, this is somehow the perfect pop tune. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's very effectively evoking the the kind of music that they're going for. And mm. I've been listening to the soundtrack for it forever. Now.
2: I really want to watch. It. I have nothing. I've heard nothing but good mm. things. It's but like twelve episodes. There's a lot of anime that incorporate music, like yeah. th- that are about music, like Sound Euphonium, which mm. a lot of people really liked, and I, I like thought it was fine.
3: Macross it, Seven,
5: yeah. Macross Seven, Your Lie in April is probably one of my favorite animes of all time. Yeah. Which I would, if any are going to watch anything, watch that one. But be warned. <laughs> have it w- fun. <laughs> it will, one, ruin other animes for you, two, it's going to break your heart in a way that it's difficult to recover from for oh a God. while. Sorry, what was it called again? Your Lie in April.
4: Okay, It's I was... it is
5: like, it's it's such a fantastic show. Like, there's it's about a pianist who struggles with playing the piano because of trauma from childhood and this free-spirited violinist who comes into his life and just kind of, like, uh, reignites the passion for music and their dynamic together and... It's such a beautiful, poignant anime, um, but it also makes you get in your feelings. Yeah. Oh. If you want to
2: watch something that's not as good as that, uh, Kids on the Slope is about jazz musicians. <laughs> yeah, that's
5: great.
0: <laughs> Thank you for the anime segment. Yeah. That's it. That's the only one we're getting. <laughs> unless Peter has something to say about anime when it's his turn. It is your turn. Peter, what have you been playing? What have you been doing? <laughs> my turn? It's your turn. <clears throat> Just don't talk about anime unless you want to.
3: <sighs> well, we. I do. Because there's been talk of there yeah. talk of watching Ranma in the office, and I'm very yeah. excited about this, but I'm also very conflicted because it's one of those animes that shows breasts, and the characters are too young. <laughs> okay, but like, okay, what, okay, what? Hold on, the what culture, is this what? show? What is? It?
2: Really quickly, I'm just going to address the the breasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say because the show often it's like onsen or like
3: yeah, it's not sexualized. It's well, not. It, there is sexualization, but not so much in that case. It's
2: hard to describe. There, yeah, it's hard to describe. But I think it's not the kind of thing that, if you were watching it, would like give you a ton of pause or make people uncomfortable. Like, kill is, it, it. is it
1: like the bit in Persona Four where they go to the hot spring? That's a
3: neat. Do you thing. see nipple?
1: No, you do not. Well, yeah, you see Nipple in this. But okay. how did we get here? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: just thinking that.
2: I'm just I I'm here to defend Peter because I think Ranma's really, really good. Yeah. And I think that the the way this stuff is presented, like, it's very hard to explain what Ronma is to people. I'll let Peter take that because he I've brought it up. I've done it, it for up. years. I yeah. can't wait
4: to do it again. But
2: <laughs> it is the kind of thing where you're like, so I'm going to preface this before he explains it. It's the kind of thing where you're like, that sounds very problematic. Mm-hmm. And then when you watch it, you're like, oh. You just
0: got to do it in the mic. Sorry. That's the rule. Yeah. You got to do it right yeah, in the yeah, mic. Yeah, yeah.
3: Open, yeah. A open a, a beer. Beer. Number three, I will. Yeah. <laughs> okay. we,
2: usually it,
5: we usually turn it into an advert. Right? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a hard sell because it's, it's, it's definitely like you're, you're going to be like, mm, I don't know, Peter, but Peter and I are here to tell you that Ronma is very excellent and it's not the kind of thing that sets off alarm bells. Take it away, Peter.
3: Jake. Peter. <laughs> are you someone who likes to laugh? how do you feel about hard-hitting action? All right, you've got me Are you vulnerable to the point where romance might affect you as a person and make you sympathize with characters in a story? Sure Well, dude, then Rama is just perfect for you (laughs) 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 So in China apparently there is this battleground with a bunch of little shallow water springs where many people have died over the years They have just drowned. It's just if people have a real problem with that there and then their spirit maybe it's even an animal, curses that spring. Martial artists, though, of course, love to train there because there are these huge wooden pillars with which they can, you know, gracefully hop to and fro while they fight each other. But should you fall in a spring, Jake, you will then be inhabited by that spirit of whatever died there, which shall be triggered whether you are splashed with hot and or cold water. Not and or, hot or cold water. (laughs) So high stakes. (laughs) High stakes, dude. All right. Like, you can't take it back. From that point on, anyone can control you at any moment by simply throwing whatever water they wish to to make you change forms. So the main character could so never swim again, right? Uh, Take a shower. If no, if, well you, you can, can
2: in the correct temperature water.
3: Or you could just be comfortable with the other half of yourself, which is a part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Rama Satomi and his father Genma serious martial artists. They are like, we're gonna travel the world. We are going to go fight here and do this. Damn if they don't fall into those springs. Damn if his dad can't be turned into a panda. In a splash, not a flash, but a splash. <laughs> and Ranma can be turned into a girl <laughs> with pigtails. So, what we have is a boy who can turn into a girl, a father can turn into a panda, but they are not the only characters, my friend. There are many. <laughs> but for the first season, that's all you need. Because Genma Satome is friends with, I'm forgetting his name, uh, I forget his name Tendo, too. son Tendo. Mm. Right? So Genma and Son, they're old friends and they had promised that if they had a son and a daughter they get married. So Saotome brings Ranma Tendo is there with his daughter and they're like alright, we're just going to arrange this marriage and the kids are just like, ah, fine. There's like no real, like you don't really know who they are just yet Then Rama goes to take a shower. And Akane goes to take a shower.
2: Akane's the daughter.
3: And Akane... F- well, let's just say she didn't know that Rama was taking a shower, but what she found when she entered the shower was not anyone she knew to be present in her home because it was girl Rama. Akane is a martial artist herself, someone who doesn't take any bullshit. Uh, long story short, they're supposed to get married. She doesn't want to admit that she loves him. He can also turn into a girl and uses his sexualness to like, take advantage of other people and get what he wants. Meanwhile, she struggles with being a tomboy in a society that values femininity and this, that, and the other. And meanwhile, they clash, but really they love each other.
2: It's the best dynamic in the whole world. It's my favorite romance dynamic in all anime. It's pretty good. We yeah. hate each other, but actually we
3: don't. Right. And then there's a ton of other characters who turn into like a goose or turn into a panda, as mentioned. Or a pig. Or a pig. Akane loves the pig. The character who turns into the pig is an idiot who <laughs> loves Akane uh. and can't get her attention. <sighs> and Rama hates him. Because, you know He doesn't want to admit he loves Akane, but when, he, when this dude is the pig and Akane's like hugging him, Rama just, that's all he wants is to kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Lots of great martial arts. No Super Saiyans or anything. I mean, yeah. I can't promise that. But no, but
2: the, the, the fight sequences are good.
3: They're also, they're also well animated. The speed, the impact, all that. So my, my next question, how many episodes is this? This is nine seasons. I want to say, oh, I, don't, I don't remember the episode count, but a ton. However, there are also three movies, at least. I think they made a new one recently. And like 12 to 24 OAVs. There's a ton of Ron content out there. We'll need a full breakdown of it by next week, please, Jake. Nope.
2: And the, <laughs> the mangaka also did what other notable series?
3: Oh, she did uh, Urusai Yatsuda. She did uh, Inuyasha. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <she you> say <laughs> Yatsuda
2: is the one that people <laughs> yeah. like with the girl yeah. with the blue hair and the mm-hmm. tiger stripe. Yes. Inuyasha
3: yeah. is quite popular as well, but Inuyasha I enjoyed the first season. Very
2: popular, but
3: I enjoyed it when it was new. Not to like be weird about it, but it actually like was doing something episode to episode, and then it mm-hmm. became a very drawn. But
2: audience. this mangaka is a woman who yes. made Ranma, and the reason you see a nipple is because not a nipple. I said uh. Nipple. The reason you see nipples is because Ron Much doesn't understand that you have to be modest, and is like, "Well, I'm shirtless as a boy."
3: Yeah, I can't remember if you ever see any other characters' chests, but certainly. well, we're
2: gonna find out when we watch. It.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it. That's like it's like the least notable thing about the show. It's just one of those things that crossed my mind to be like, "Oh wait."
2: Ooh, and the theme song's so good. La <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> ya papa, bitch. Yay, Anime! <laughs> oh my
4: god.
2: Ya papa, bitch.
4: Gone off the rails. rails. I, I've so taken up way too much enough? time. You <laughs> asked.
0: Well,
3: I, I, I wanted Peter to talk about what he's been. Any video games in there, pal? Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: this
4: video I game just, podcast, Ranma
3: means a lot to me and has oh. for a long time. Um, I have been playing uh, a little bit uh, Legend of Zelda: Oracle of Seasons. Mm. So I. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I reviewed Link's Awakening recently, the Switch remake.
2: Sorry, Peter. Hold on. Oh no. I failed. <laughs> Here we go, here we go. This beer's gonna explode on me. Ah!
3: It's good. On a warm day. Drink full point. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also recently uh, added, well, basically rebuilt a Game Boy with a new aftermarket backlit screen. The Freckle Shack, for those who know and want to know.
4: <laughs> for those That's what I call know. my house.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: I have a lot of freckles, dude.
3: <laughs> so
0: so just to go back to legend of zelda why did you pick seasons right instead of ages because it
3: was the game boy color cart that i had within reach okay, okay. that thing and it just so happened to be similar to Link's awakening yeah, uh, in a lot right. of ways and uh <clears throat> i kind of i kind of want to go back and play Link's awakening a bit more on game boy color now um because i actually was like very into the switch remake and like playing oracle of seasons it was like ah, this is so stiff But then it was like, I was kind of finding that old charm to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I play a lot of old video games. So like the way old games are is nothing new to me. But the Game Boy, portable systems in particular, only having two buttons, for example, to do stuff. Very cramped controls, super tiny screen. We don't experience games that way anymore. Um, So it's interesting. And I don't want to say that it's great, but it's definitely like um, something that's compelling me to keep going. uh, Because it's so different. Brings you back. It brings me back, but I think a, a good game is always good, um, maybe for yeah. different reasons. Maybe not always as good, but yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, the infamous Miyamoto
4: quote.
3: Oh, is that what he said? No. Sorry, I just came, <laughs> <laughs> up. I just came up with that. I thought we were the same guy. <laughs> uh,
5: that backlight screen that you added to I saw it briefly. Yeah. It was very pretty. It's it looks
4: nice, yeah.
5: Good stuff. Yeah, I would. You should do like a video on it. Should I? Yeah, I I don't think that would be interesting.
2: Turn your hobby into content.
3: That scares me. (laughs) Never enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it to yourself. Hide it. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I do currently. (laughs) Don't let them see it. Yeah. Uh, Other than that, um, I haven't played anything new, honestly, since Link's Awakening that I can recall. Um, So, Rocket League, baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Can confirm.
3: Never dies. Still in the office. Still playing it. They added a new microtransaction system to that, right? So that's the plan. I haven't seen anything new. Like they, they were supposed to change the way that loot crates work, mm-hmm. mm. where like maybe you wouldn't, like you'd be able to see like what you were going to get. I don't know. Like I don't remember the terms because nothing's changed, so I haven't like had to confront it. Listen.
5: More importantly, I love watching you and Rob play uh, Rocket oh, League yeah. because you do. Anytime there's a gore score, a, a gore goal, sco- <laughs> <laughs> a goal scored, mm-hmm. you do this thing where you bring up the chat pad. Can you please explain this? Uh, well, we all know. It.
3: I feel like I talked about this on the last episode.
0: Did you? I feel like you may have. Oh, I feel man. like we've done, Or maybe, you know what? Maybe we talked about it in a pilot episode that never went live. Oh, oh so, you
3: should explain that because every time you do it, it's It's, it's genuinely yeah, it's so, so funny. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we basically use the power of AI and predictive text to write messages to confound our opponents. Uh, so it might say something like um, face down with res- well this is a Justin Haywald creation uh, face down with respect for Missouri that's what <laughs> I always that's, remember that's, my favorite that's like one. the opposite end of putting your hands up for Detroit <laughs> 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 face
4: down
3: with respect for um, it's a bad day to taste good <laughs> um, my dog died my dog died <laughs> Rob's favorite is all caps stop hitting my car
1: Goggle <laughs> um, goalie gotta goggle. Goggle
3: goalie gotta goggle. <laughs> Uh, visit my dad, yo. (laughs) It's kind of just whatever we come up with and it's ridiculous And, and our whole thing is like we love it when the other team is either like what? Yo, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> or they join in on the fun. One out of every like 50 people will get what we're doing. And, and, and like, there's no better feeling in the world than a predictive text like riff. It's just <laughs> it's so good. You Imagine sitting in on a conversation. Just
4: there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it brings me great fun. And I just continue to improve and become the best person in the office by a wider margin day by day. <laughs> so it's very fulfilling in the end. Because uh, I remember when
0: we had the Rocket League tournament was awful. a couple years ago. I was we, a joke. When again. it came out you were on my team. I brought you down so fast. I'm. You're so on my sorry. team, and, and you weren't terrible. Like there were other people who were worse on different teams. So I, I Thank was like, I, I was like, all right. At least I have Peter on my team. I won't mention any names of people who may have been worse. And we did somewhat Josh decently, Shaw. but I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't that good myself either. Like they like assumed I was one of the professional players, so they put me with like a rookie. Yeah. And I I was mediocre at best, maybe. And we got we got smashed, but now you are leagues above
3: where I was. Um, better it's than Rob.
2: Rocket and, leagues. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> rocket leagues. I put so much time into the game. It's it's my my ongoing game. Like mm-hmm. I don't t- typically stick with games that long, but yeah. How many hours you at?
1: Prove your worth. Several.
3: I don't know. Um, I would probably guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really hard to guess. Do you not want to know as well? No, I mean, like seven hundred pops into my mind, but um, I checked earlier. It was actually nine hundred. Was it? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, I'm level like one ninety eight. If that means anything to anybody out there, light level or just. (laughs) mate everyone's at 198 mate <laughs> my, my car mate. <laughs> that i spent hours upgrading it's gone yeah i, I love my
4: mom's car
3: there was a point <laughs> in time when rob handlery had like the coolest looking car and now one of my favorite things is to just shame him with the elaborate crap i have <laughs> <laughs> It it's oh it makes me so happy.
5: One of you two has the thing where when you score a goal, the Stay puff Marshmallow Man appears.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got that setup. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's what? Oh, is that and one, like, it's the massive. The It was Ghost like an eighties summer. Yeah, it yeah. was like yeah. an eighties summer thing. Was, a, you can get like kit, yeah. like the Night Rider car it can be yours, and then yeah. So the Stay puff Man like will walk out of the goal, and then he'll explode. Um, of course,
2: but, I had no idea. And it's not like a
3: small one. It's like. Tower above the, yeah. the arena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like terrifying. If you time it right and throw your car towards him, like it'll blow up when you hit it and then Is just
2: he the Guggle goalie?
3: He I can be. neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, what about you? What have you been up
4: to?
1: Uh, so I've actually been traveling. I went to Montreal for a long weekend. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. To uh, see some friends. It very nice. Uh, so I have been kind of rinsing. Apple Arcade and I know we talked a little bit about it with Greg last week I've been listening to okay quick shout out to people who like true crime stuff if you have not listened to uh, I think it's called Unheard the Fred and Rose West tapes it is Ooh. a phenomenal podcast very good. by the guy who literally wrote the book on Fred and Rose West and he has uh, interview recordings with um, you know family members potential victims and stuff it's very very good anyway that was a quick aside um, so I've been I've been going through Apple Arcade. I downloaded every game. Um, is there I'm, like you seventy have or something? Base on your phone for that? It's a work phone. Um, <laughs> really I, I, I asked I asked for the um, the <laughs> one with the biggest storage. Um, <laughs> so I've been going through and playing everyone and putting them into two distinct folders. One is okay.
0: Holy shit! You've done some legwork here.
1: Yeah, and the other the other one is good. So I am nowhere there's near. There's no bad ones. No. They just
0: but there's the no it. great ones either
1: um no well good is in all caps so that okay to me okay is
3: um Fair. yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that really upset <laughs> that's, our,
1: that's our new review scale effective immediately <laughs> okay and okay and good all caps uh so i've been playing what the golf
0: good thumbs up all
1: caps very good these, these are just the ones from my good folder because okay, i okay. feel like it's unfair and i really haven't even made a dent on some of these but I finished Assemble with Care. We talked about that last week. That's the one from Us Too, the Monument Valley mm. people. Very mm. nice. Um, I've been really out oh, Possessions as well. is kind kind of similar. So you get like a diorama of a room, and there are objects in the room that are just kind of floating in the middle. And then you change the perspective on the room and spin it around, zoom it in, so that the possession sits on the shelf or where it's meant to be in the room. And there's a little kind of nice little vignettes that they play around it. Blasted through that. Mini motorways and okay you've got oh, this on uh, yours. Yeah. Uh, that helped me get through a whole plane ride. Mini motorways, mm-hmm. it's so good. Grindstone, what the golf? Oh, grindstone is um, so good. The enchanted, of course. The um, it's actually cut off uh, in the word count, but it's like uh, the enchanted woods or something. Sounds oh, memorable. It is good. It's like a nice little puzzle yeah. game. Um, but there was one that i was playing so word laces dear reader and patent so i i love a puzzle i have finished patent and i'm really upset that i have it's basically like doing a jigsaw puzzle hmm. but with lovely colorful patterns um and the one that i want to bring up uh, which is tangle tower so i'm playing through that in the moment and actually it's so good that i was playing it and i didn't realize that i was being robbed because uh, I got my purse stolen on the bus yesterday while I was well, playing it. Put that on
5: the box. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh,
1: so Tangle Tower is. Yikes. Yeah, but it's fine. I have my debit card back. Well, no, I got a new debit card. It's fine. Living in the city is great. Anyway, Tangle <laughs> Tower. It's a point-and-click adventure game uh, where you are solving a murder. So <gasps> and it's really good. It's, re- <laughs> it's really... It's no, really like witty. um well, no, <laughs> I'm only uh, about an hour or so in. It's very witty. I like the way it's written. Um, makes you feel clever because you kind of have to, you know, examine evidence and piece things together. And there's, you know, family trees and you have to kind of figure out how everyone knows each other, how everyone's related. And yeah, I really recommend it.
3: Not that this is what you said, mm. but it's a good thought experiment. Mm. Can a murder be witty?
1: Oh, is in like absolutely. No, Don't know. It's not what you said,
3: but Dragon Grandpa.
1: A murder, dragon dang it, grandpa. Ron Paul.
3: Did you say g- dragon grandpa? Yeah, that's why I called. A that murder shit. in
1: general, or a murder game?
3: Oh no, a murder specifically.
2: Um, a hundred percent.
3: I mean, murder is bad.
2: Murder yeah, is murder bad. is bad. it, but, but people
1: can. Did you? What are we saying? Could clever? Be a,
3: uh, no, witty, uh, witty. Witty. A witty. So murder. okay, let's say a game murder. Could there be a murder in a game that was witty?
1: Are you thinking of? An '80s, you know, ice to see you. Well, that was '90s. That kind of question answered.
3: (laughs) Sorry, I'm derailing this.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like other good kill quips. Kill quips are good in games and movies, not in real life.
3: Don't Don't disturb my friend. He's dead (laughs) tired. Wait a minute. That was uh, Was Arnold's the commando. Yep.
4: So yeah then, yeah
3: it's a witty yeah and then that murder was uh, here's a witty one
5: rush hour uh, villain says after punching chris tucker wipe yourself off you're bleeding chris tucker kills him later and says wipe yourself off you dead
4: <laughs> that's witty
1: that's good, that good that's good that's a nice little
2: call I, I lost track of this conversation because I got tagged in a math problem in Slack <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there's a math problem about percentages, and Jordan says, I'm not the right person to ask. Maybe Callie can confirm. This is
0: what happens when you start making spreadsheets for everyone. You become, you become yeah. the spreadsheet math queen. A math we've, got, uh, we've got a name for it now.
5: We call, uh, what I call her the Data Witch, mm-hmm. and it's stuck. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll let Lucy finish, and then we can talk about being a Data Witch.
1: <laughs> um, so other than that, I haven't really been playing anything, but I did go to uh, the Assassin's Creed Symphony Orchestra mm. on Friday night in Montreal. Um wow. <laughs> 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 no, it was it was it was actually so I've been to a bunch of video game music concerts before. We've been so Tam and I went to what was that one? It was like Yoko Shimamura Umetsu, Yeah, it was like a Final Fantasy Final Final Fantasy world thing. Kingdom Hearts one. Uh I have been to Final Fantasy 1. I've been to
5: video games live probably.
1: I've been to video no. game li- yeah. video no, games I live. I haven't been to video games live, but I uh, Have you been to the Zelda Symphony? I did that. That Um, That is great. Um, I did go to see Michael Giacchino, who did, I think, like Medal of Honor or something. I went for Lost, okay? Because he did the soundtrack to Lost. But he also did, I think it was Medal of Honor.
2: Oh, don't diss old Medal of Honor.
1: No, it was was a banging soundtrack. (laughs) Um, So I went to the Assassin's (laughs) Creed one, and it was great. Orchestration was really good. Um, But the problem is, is that Assassin's Creed doesn't have... A theme <laughs> like <Yeah>. a unifying, <laughs> identifiable theme.
5: It used to when they were doing the Ezio trilogy. No, it did not. It did, it had that. Da, na,
3: na, na, <laughs> I could, da, well, that's, da, that's, na, na, that's good. Yeah, that's really okay, good. Right, I, can,
1: I can get what you're getting on there, but yeah, How did they come up with that. <laughs> it's a very good
5: song. I, I that was Jasper Kidd <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I, I'm not going to sing it because it involves that's, like orchestra. That's just a, a no note progression. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just, that was Ezio's theme. It was like in every that da
1: That was just. <laughs> it's it going into me. Black Sabbath. Oh my god. Anyway, I keep hearing. <laughs> keep
0: waiting for <laughs> <da, na, na, laughs> Oh, like
1: <laughs> no, Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. That's
0: right.
5: That. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Assassin's Creed. I'm gonna, I've got my, my fingers hovering
0: over the Assassin's <laughs> don't, Creed. Don't do <laughs> it. Don't do don't it. Don't don't do do that it. Strike. I that think we can play strike. like
1: twenty seconds.
0: Um, no, you can't play any seconds. I just read that today. Lucy, what? <laughs>
1: oh, <yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no
4: seconds. Up-to-date. Anyway,
1: it was fun. Uh, and yeah, it was it was cool. It was a nice a nice evening out. It's a nice it's nice. Yeah, it's fun. That's great. That's what I did. Callie. <laughs> um, I've also been playing mini motorways. I really liked mini metro
2: a whole mm. lot. Oh, yeah. um, I've gotten... So the, the only achievement... Every... Like, there's like five or six cities that you can plan yeah. in. And all of them is like the only achievement is score 250 points. Oh, which is nothing. So yeah. I did that. And now I... And I didn't do... I didn't... I have won- it didn't unlock anything, so I don't know what, what else to do. Because like in um, Mini Metro, like certain cities have certain uh, bonuses, like uh, only in Tokyo you can have the uh, Shinkansen mm. or <clears throat> like you have more trains in one city or more, you know, bridges for rivers or whatever. Um, and that many motorways didn't really have that. But I did like I think it's more complex than Mini Metro and that you're you're dealing with like houses and buildings mm. you're connecting the houses to the buildings and i like it i'm i'm just trying to get better at it uh, other than that i have been working with spreadsheets a lot yeah you literally put spreadsheets on i here. put spreadsheets on here because it makes me really happy and P-O-H.
3: shout out to a2 my favorite cell <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I wish we were doing.
3: I was, yeah, I, was I was gonna,
4: gonna say wait. let <laughs> video
1: because Peter dabbed on that. I was gonna say let the record show.
3: <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately, and I'm no yeah. longer ashamed it's,
1: of it. It's everyone at this table's
3: fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like
1: that. I mean, when I was telling you that I got robbed, I dabbed. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, that's but not true, to the yeah. robber. Like fair play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's> like, <laughs> I, uh, <We> <laughs> I had my
2: purse stolen. Dab. Yeah, Shit. that's how we communicate yeah. here. Um, three. Comedy. For the
0: record, I'm not on the, I'm not at the table. I'm on a separate table, so that I have not contributed to this dabbing culture. He's flossing instead. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Never mind. never mind. Put me on the dabbing side. J,
2: I don't know if you would be able to floss. Yeah, I, c- I
3: yeah. did probably could. I yeah.
2: cannot floss. I can, but I, I would I refuse to. Anyway. Yeah, same. I've my dentist seen. is
3: like, please. And I'm like, F- off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> don't apologize. Cut that out. <laughs> no,
0: it's standing. Bad joke, bad
3: joke. Bad <laughs> joke.
2: My, I live with my dentist, and she would be. Mortifying. Greatly disappointed in me. Let's I, unpack I, that's, that.
1: Yeah, what? that's such a weird <laughs> way of saying that.
2: <laughs> Sorry, my roommate is a friend of mine who is a dentist, so I see her as my dentist occasionally. But most of the time, I see her as my roommate and friend. <laughs>
0: <Most> <laughs> well, hopefully, twice a year you see her as your dentist. <laughs> yeah. Right?
2: Anyway. um yeah, I just really like spreadsheets and I've been having a great time and I'm I'm going to debut a new feature. I even released
5: patch There notes. was patch notes today in the Slack channel and I was like, "We need to nominate spreadsheets for best of 2019, please." <laughs> I was
2: I was so happy because we did just get a new hire um at GameSpot, Chloe Rad, mm. um who is a friend of mine, who used to do work at IGN and she's working on the on SEO. Um, and I heard from Chloe that after she had her introductory meetings with some staff here that everybody mentioned the spreadsheet to her. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's me. A,
3: it's a beautiful thing.
2: So yes. I, want, I, want, I was excited. I
3: don't know if this will fit in your repertoire, but I've, you are far more advanced than I. But I found a way to create a database and then use a drop-down menu in spreadsheets. Ooh. I want to do that. I don't necessarily want any credit for it. You do it. Or I'll help you do it.
1: What's this for, though? What are you making? I don't up? know.
3: I just want to use drop-down you. menus in spreadsheets. Yeah, so <laughs>
2: can, yeah that's yeah. actually something we were talking about today. Chloe and I were like, "What if we used a drop-down menu?" And I'm thinking maybe check boxes is a better alternative for the use of this particular spreadsheet. However, we were talking about another spreadsheet. Maybe we might make.
3: So who knows? So I did mine for like my my game collection, and it was for publisher, genre, developer, Ooh. like that kind of thing. And you could just do that. So oh, I'm gonna type it the in
2: drop-down. Yeah, Dude,
3: I get so hot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have Ew. a spreadsheet for every Pikachu plush I own. Anyway, that's
0: what I'm talking about. <laughs> Can you Use a drop-down menu for that.
2: I could. I, I include um, what region it came from. Whether it was it ex- it was an exclusive to that region. So I have like Japan exclusive Pikachu's. That are this is what
0: happens to your hobbies when you grow up. You make spreadsheets about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, high if five. you're
2: if you're me and Peter, that was an excellent
1: was high great. five. That was a
0: foley level that high was? five. Mutual I mean, credit. To
1: that, be fair, Tam and I are in a Slack channel where we just talk about. Actually, and we've mentioned it to you too. We talk about the budgeting software that we use mm. to um, oh, control our savings. So, yeah. <laughs> that. This I, is what being an adult is. My bank app has a budgeting yeah.
2: within it so I can see what I'm spending on in different categories. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to You Need yeah. a Budget, though. Video I was,
5: games. Yeah, I, I just, in my mind this entire time, I've had one of the iTunes reviews, which, and the line, they never stray too far from the main topic. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been like, that guy's, that person's <laughs> just gonna dang. hate us. He's, so He's, funny. Funny. He's gonna unsubscribe so hard.
2: We just read all of your iTunes reviews, and they've been really, really lovely, yeah. and they made us really happy. So, yeah. anyway, I'll yeah. talk about a video so game you.
0: now. Do, do you want to hold off to talk about this video game? That's a good idea. It's because a good segue. It is, it is a topic later on.
2: Mm. Why don't you go, then?
0: Uh,
1: Outside.
0: Yeah. Okay. out. Okay. Guess I'm out. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've been playing <laughs> Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Tell me more. How's that? Been? I don't want to tell you
4: more. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> it's It has its moments. Uh, I was playing most of the day with Mike yesterday and and it definitely when you're with a teammate you plan something out and everything works out as you planned it feels pretty great because like the original and like kind of Ubisoft open world games it it very much embraces that open ended nature where you can kind of choose how you want to attack different areas like do you want to go stealth what kind of weapons you want to use and and even what vehicles you want to use and that stuff works really well. Uh, I've been having fun doing that when we coordinate our strategy, you know, like I'll be on top of a building sniping and I'll be covering Mike from above while he's sneaking in and trying to like, I don't know, extract information that might have something to do with the story, but I don't I don't, don't really pay attention to the story. And that's all well and good. But the issue that I've been running into is it, it is a loot shooter, uh, not it's not as strict. Schluter? A schluter, Schluder, if you I will. That word, schluter. I did
3: that you know. just to piss
2: everyone off. Just,
3: <laughs> it's like a litter shitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just That's what we call uh, cat. the cat that lives in my
4: house.
0: <laughs> it's it's not as uh, rigid, I'd say, as something like The Division, or Destiny, and that You're not really fighting bullet sponges for the most part, unless you're way under leveled, I think, then you might have to fight some spongier enemies. But still, if you get a headshot, they're going down right away. But you're still constantly opening up your menus, swapping out loot. Like if you want to, if you want to role play as like a sniper or whatever, if you find a gun that's better, you're probably going to be obligated to switch switch to that gun, even if you've spec'd all your perks into sniping. So I'm struggling with that at the moment. Mm. Uh, There's bugs as well. There's quite a few bugs. A lot of them have been funny. Like, for instance, when I was in a helicopter with someone, for some reason Mike was always like twenty feet in front, so the (laughs) helicopter blades were just spinning through him as we were (laughs) flying through the sky. That (laughs) that was pretty fun. Yeah.
2: Classic Mike.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For some reason too, like one of the worst things about Wildlands was the story, but fortunately you could kind of like tuck that away and not have to worry about it. This, because there's a hub world, you have to spend a lot of time interacting with the story, watching cutscenes. The voice acting is bad. And it was bad in Wildlands, but once again, it was just kind of, there was a couple cutscenes, but for the most part, the voice acting just played over what you were playing. So you, you could kind of, once again, turn down all the dialogue and just play as is. With this, when you go back to your hub area or whatever, and you talk to people, you you can skip them, but you're still sitting there running around this hub, or, hub area talking to people. Interestingly enough, though... Uh, there's one, the, the person who plays Jay Skell, who's like the tech guy or whatever who built this island, his voice acting is not great, and Mike and I, it was driving us crazy, and I was like, his voice sounds really familiar. So I look it up, and it's Rodney Mullen. I don't know if you guys know the who skater? that is. The skater? Yeah, the skater. What? Rodney Mullen is the voice actor <laughs> for a character in a Ubisoft game. What? I was blown away. I, I was it's like, I don't know how this happened. I don't know why he's involved.
3: Do wait, do wait, 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 wait. Are we sure it's not just another person named Rodney Mullen. Well, unless, unless, like, I looked it up and it was Rodney Mullen, the skateboarder. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, God. He's, he is not credited on IMDb. In it? Uh, in it? Maybe I'm <laughs> wrong. <Well>, yeah, <laughs> well, no, no, like, yeah, did you just say in it? No, I
0: mean, like, he's not credited in uh, Wait, what's in it called? It?
1: Oh. What's it called?
0: Breakpoint. Breakpoint.
1: God, I keep wanting to call it.
0: Because yeah. someone posted on Reddit, Breakpoint. I saw, like, I got my copy signed by Rodney Mullen, and I was like, I guess people know this.
1: So, so I think it's, it's just. On his, if you go on his page, he hasn't added it.
3: Okay, in a world he's that, not on.
1: I it's not on IMDb just yet. But I want to believe.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to believe.
5: Rodney Mullins credited for inventing the Godzilla rail flip
3: trick. <laughs> yeah, why do you think that we hold yeah. him in such high regard?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he also
3: invented so the five forty shove. It. The only oh. wait yeah. wait
1: the the cast is like. They've only got about five people on here. Mm. I just don't think anyone has updated the okay. Ghost Recon breakpoint. I was going to say, the only... Now I'm
0: questioning, maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just...
4: No, I just, no, no, no,
1: You can't do that. I know. Stick, like, no, stick to your guns. I just think no one's bothered to update Primo IMDB Grin- just yet. Primo grinds. Primo grinds and Slides. And
0: his list of inventors. Same way, same I'm Primo frantically Googling and this and because it. I swear I read something yesterday that was like Rodney Mullen.
3: Roddy Mullen. Uh, who is this? Why do you guys know who this is? Yo, because he it's was different. he was one of the most he was a fun skateboarder in the nineties. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Which no, is no. Like, I, why the now? only skateboarders I know are Tony Hawk and the one who murdered his girlfriend. And so, what's funny Whoa. to
3: me while I'm laughing is because people there's a meme about people not recognizing Tony Hawk. Oh, they love But that. thinking he looks like Tony Hawk, and then here we are talking about Rodney Mullen <laughs> and <laughs> some guy got his game signed by him. Like, um, what
4: world? So I, <laughs> found the, I found the
1: Reddit post, and he this person checked the game's credits, so
3: Rodney Mullen is in
1: you, it. I trust you. R tag. 95 on
4: Reddit Shout out to him for already seeing the game Here's this
0: one too Rodney Mullen the best Skateboarder of all time (laughs) is an important Voice actor in the game and I just found out Last night made me so happy So it's making some people happy and I was excited When I found it was Rodney Mullen I still want to skip through the dialogue When I can but
3: you know He's the guy guy who does most of like the the, This is going to (laughs) sound Like every skateboard trick but a lot of the Board tricks Yeah yeah, that's him.
4: It, you're talking like he he's
3: he doesn't spend a lot of time like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I played a lot of Tony Hawk games, so I know exactly what you're talking
4: about. Yes, thank you. Uh, he hurts. spends a lot
0: of time on the like On the ground. Yeah yeah he's not he's not on the half pipe but <laughs> This guy sounds awful. He's <laughs> <laughs>
3: just kicking boards around. So it's more about like uh, uh, I know what uh, you're uh, saying. Footplay? Footplay? <laughs> Excuse me. That's a different
1: thing, man.
5: We're <laughs> we talking about Tumblr now. <laughs>
0: No. Anyway, that's all I have to say about Ghost Recon. Let's move right along here. Uh, what else have I been doing? I watched Between
3: Two Ferns, the yes, movie. Yes, I watched it twice so far.
1: <laughs> I kinda like it. Why did you, well, hang on, I'm sorry. Again, wishing that we had video because of that. Because I went to the, the, Richard, Nixon. the Richard Nixon.
4: <laughs> holding up two blankets.
3: Because I'm excited, because I watched it again for last night and I was like, this might be a mistake. But you're talking about it now, so clearly it was the right decision. I I thought it was funny. <laughs> (laughs) It is. is. (laughs) Stephanie, had my girlfriend, had never seen Between Two Ferns before. Halfway through the movie, she's like, this is fake, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't know there was a
0: movie on Netflix about this, and my aunt was like, yeah, it's crazy that all those celebrities don't understand what's going on. And I was like, no, they're well well aware of what he does, and I'm sure they signed something, and they know it's going to be asked, but... Anyway, <laughs> Callie's crying.
5: <laughs>
2: it's the
0: board stuff.
4: Board, board tricks footplay. Well, that's the episode title uh, right there. Yeah. The <laughs> <tricks> footplay. <laughs> anyway,
0: I'm glad you watched and it, enjoyed it because I was laughing. And I was like, should I be laughing at this? Is my taste or my taste this bad? <laughs> no, no
1: I, d- I, I want to watch it. It is on my list.
0: Like but... it, it's, it's not. It's probably not as funny as like his just straight interviews that he does, because it is kind of like a mockumentary about Mm. him trying to get as many interviews as he can. Uh, But they they have some pretty good interview moments. Like he's got Keanu Reeves and he's like, on a scale of one to 100, how many words would you say you know? (laughs) And and Keanu Reeves just looks at him and he's like, I mean, like 30 being, you know, like 30 words or so. And he's just like. (laughs) I
2: I saw screen caps from the Keanu Reeves one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and he, like, comes into the office, like, like I'm Keanu Reeves, I'm here, and she's like, okay, well, oh, I'll let him know you're here, like, doesn't know who he is at all. <laughs> it has Aww. its moments. I'm gonna watch it. We should probably just call the episode after that, <laughs> oh, honestly. Yeah. No, I
2: don't even get to...
0: <laughs> but we have news and topics to go through Oh, here. there we go. There we tomorrow, you saw a movie
3: called The Joker, right? I did,
0: yeah. And we're gonna see it tomorrow, so don't spoil too much, but uh, what did you think of it?
5: I thought it was, uh, it's a hard film to enjoy and say that you liked. Um, I think it's a very interesting film. Uh, I've just spent like an hour talking about it for the review on GameSpot Universe. Oh, oh that's is really that you are where you were?
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: The cat is out of the bag.
5: Wait, where did you think I
0: was? Just <laughs> We
4: like didn't know. That off everyone work.
0: was worried, dude. Yeah. We thought you were we thought you got locked in a room. Yeah, we yeah. thought
2: you well, I thought you were just in a meeting. I didn't oh, okay. think you died or anything. I
5: just had a flashback to where I once almost, where I got locked in a
0: toilet once. Well, <laughs> in a toilet or like in a bathroom. <laughs> it was a cubicle. <laughs> they that, that's what
1: they call the bathroom? In what? A toilet, yeah. A cub- toilet. Yeah. A toilet. Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's a film that is I guess like I tweeted about this and um like the most like poignant thing I took away from it is like the The circumstances that lead to the creation of a superhero are always fantastical, for the most part. Like Batman being the big exception, but usually it's like you know, uh, a being from another planet has appeared, or like a magical ring has been bestowed upon you. Radiation. This is your radiation. This is like
3: just because you can't relate to
5: it doesn't mean it's not true, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, but like the flip side of that is the, the circumstances that lead to the creation of a villain can be very relatable and just the everyday harshness of real life and when you kind of see that happen and unfold on screen you realize how like you're forced to look at the world in a different way and like
4: <laughs> she's still laughing at for play
2: i really i really am still
3: laughing <laughs> for. Tr- Look at what you did <laughs> to me!
4: Sorry,
3: don't invite me on the show.
4: <laughs>
5: two beers, Peter. Is a mess.
1: <laughs> oh no, no, this too- is chaotic, beta is
5: Two
2: beers, Callie yeah. is crying at board oh. tricks. So,
5: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a hard film to watch. Um, it's it's not the kind of like I feel sorry for anyone who only knows Joker from the comics or like the the traditional you know kind of like understanding Main- mainstream. of mainstream like yeah. superheroism mm-hmm. that goes into there and is like yeah i can't wait to watch this batman
3: spin-off that's mm-hmm. cool do you feel that the film is like a, a good representation of not necessarily the character that we've come to know because that, that shouldn't matter like mm-hmm. it, the joker represents a concept and many things can become that concept but in a world where taxi driver exists do you think that this movie is innovative in a way that is really
5: valuable I think it's, uh, so Taxi Driver is a very obvious inspiration. I think Todd Phillips has actually mentioned that movie as well as a bunch of others. Every Caesar. reviewer has yeah. pretty much yeah. said yeah. this, is, nice. this is Taxi Driver. It's, it's Taxi Driver. But like I feel like it takes some of that stuff and applies it to a character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to give people the understanding of that character, to give moviegoers the understanding of that character that comic book fans have always had.
3: But if that character is not something that someone's intimately familiar with, do you think that it it's, it's still like a good movie
5: oh yeah 100% like i think it's it's still a an interesting movie because of that i feel like it's almost like i can't untangle the 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 kind of superhero part of it like yeah, it's inevitably you. Yeah. yeah inevitably like it becomes a story about joker but like the way that taxi driver element is like grafted onto the story about this mythical villain it's just a a very effective way of Because, like, the way I put it is, like, this is the character as we've always seen him as fans of the character. And when he's transferred from comic book page to movie screen, a lot of that is lost. Mm -hmm. A lot of those readings aren't portrayed because he needs to be this theatrical presence that Batman gets to punch in the face and, you know, occasionally will cause some chaos and mischief depending on what version of him you're seeing. This is the nuance that we see him as. This is the character who, when you see like this theatrical figure, you know, this clown prince of crime, these are the reads that we're having into him. These are the things that we look at him and we the reason we hold him as like this important villainous figure. Um, And I feel like it's easier for, it, it will show people who don't know that why we think of him that way and giving them an understanding, a deeper understanding of the character. But at the same time, like the worry is that's not, that might not be what these people come into here for. They might come in, they see the the word joker on, a, on on the screen and bring and their, their kids and like, yeah so. they bring their kids is in. It a rated r movie yeah. yeah i mean like i don't
1: know there were kids in the hereditary screening i was yeah in a couple years ago i mean like
5: you get parents <laughs> that are like oh yeah, yeah. it's probably just for advisory. It's a joker it's a batman thing who you know it's probably fine my kid will be fine jake but what like, did we
2: see where there were children and we were like what the hell
0: it was it it was it when itch itch chapter chapter scenes, yeah. Chapters, yeah. we saw there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there were a bunch of kids in there and i was like
1: yike is that how that well? be,
0: yeah. but this is
5: like it's it's got some it's got some drive levels of
3: like sure violence erupting mm-hmm. out of nowhere oh, I don't know that I'm looking for that but I mean I was kind of playing devil's advocate before because I've only seen taxi driver recently mm. and I was um it was very I was very aware of how outdated a lot of mm. the societal like norms and uh, even just like the infrastructure that defines how people communicate with one another like it that movie's super out of date. It's, yeah. it's still like, it still can have impact, but mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, the fact that it's like an updated I, rendition of that concept, that's kind of why I'm interested. It's, I don't really care about the character Joker right. so much. In so, fact, I don't like that character as a character. Oh, I'm um, interested <laughs> in it
1: because it's, it's kind of weird to me to see Joker not be a foil to or, an, or like an opposite to Batman, yes, right? Exactly. Because that's pretty much been the strength of the characters that he is the the worst case scenario, I yeah. guess. He's he's the, the complete opposite of what Batman He's
5: often in. in movies the best treatment of the Joker in movies is him being used as a way to explore the character of Batman deeper. Um so like what's really I think yeah. poignant and upsetting and perhaps a bit too close to, to the bone and even too close to home about this rendition is Joker through the ages, um, he's always represented as... He always reflects the fears of the time that he's being written or created. Um, you know, like the the Nolan era Batman. Um, the fear around that time was... post 9-11. Yeah, yeah and surveillance everything. states yeah. were the big thing, right? Um, and...
3: And Jack Nicholson's
5: Joker. Yeah, Jack Nicholson's Joker. The was zoot about, like, suit f- riot fear. It's like bankers. <laughs> it was like bankers and that kind of stuff. Um, and like those, these days, the fear is political extremism, mm-hmm. random acts of violence Finsals. in public. Um, yeah, a, a kind of a margin, <laughs> a group of people who no one can understand in fears. And that is- Gamers. Gamers. <laughs> and that is very much what, is reflected in this movie. It's Mm. about random acts of violence erupting into something bigger and a movement and how political extremism can impact the world around you. Um,
0: And because of that, like... What you're saying is that it's not political at all.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So one question I have, and this has come up talking to people in the past about, um, say, a game like Bioshock Infinite, right? Where it presents... Uh, an expression the potential to express racism right Mm -hmm. but maybe doesn't explore what that means and the fact that that's bad does this film actually kind of examine what's happening or does it just present the stuff that happens i i think it doesn't
5: it doesn't examine what's happening in a way that you leave with a better understanding
3: of it okay so then my follow-up question is do you worry that some people might extrapolate the wrong things from this movie
5: I personally... like it's. This is a hard question to answer because there is a current
3: uh,
5: culture or a movement of fear-mongering around the movie. And almost like there's people out there who are... There's movie critics and people writing about the movie whose point is this is a dangerous film that's going to um, kind of weaponize incels. And I want to say that I don't believe that's true because, one, I don't want to buy into that argument. I feel like it gives... I don't. I don't know if there's people out there who see a movie like this and are suddenly like, right, I I need to do what, this one thing. Once you watch the movie, you can see that there is a level of force to what happens there, and it's like something really wild happens. Various wild things happen in that movie, and I'm just like, maybe I'm, you know, I'm thinking that people won't be able to make that jump. Um, But at the same time, it would be irresponsible of me to just completely write that off and say like, no one out there is ever gonna, because I I came out and I was like, if you're having a bad enough time right now, and you're in that mindset, and you watch this film. Yeah, maybe, maybe you could walk away and feel like, feel a little more violent towards towards the world. Um, So I guess the answer is sure. But like, at the same time I don't think it's likely to happen I I would hope that it wouldn't happen like of course couldn't happen um, at the same time and this is horror this is a weird place to take this podcast but they were searching our bags on the way into the cinema oh yeah that's what I I heard there are movie theaters who would be like
3: you cannot wear makeup this yeah. movie, you cannot wear Joker. you If you come in here trying to idolize this character, we're not letting you in.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean that's what happened with uh what was it, The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and right. showed up as or was it in Aurora? Colorado? Well, so, it was Aurora, so,
4: yeah. so he, he the was debate never, of whether he was yeah. Joker or he was not. Never, okay, yeah, he said that he
3: was. He just had his hair Joker. dyed orange. That's all. Yeah, right. okay, yeah. that's all. So, but um, that, still, they're still not showing up. Joker. That doesn't surprise that's me.
1: Really, Aurora yeah. isn't? Yeah. I doubt about about Aurora. Yeah, you know, I, I had a friend who was
0: going to go to the movie theater in that in Aurora in Colorado that night and didn't decide not to. I don't think he was going to see Batman, but still. like mm. terrifying. I mean, like, I, I would
5: plead with people, don't go into this thinking this is going to be a fun time Batman movie. And if you know anyone that's going into that, maybe sit them down and be like, this is not a fun time Batman movie. Um, it's... I'm very surprised that it's got a DC logo on it. I'm very surprised it exists. And honestly, like, I think it's quite a bold decision to put it out there. Um, And it's treatment of the character that, as a fan, I really respect. But as a person, I understand why it's become a hot button issue and it's difficult to grapple with. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's, it's just a tricky movie. And... It's, it's such a it's it pulling me in so many different directions because at the same time I'm like this is what movies are about right like yeah. making you feel this way especially like this kind of film where it's a character study you don't want to we've had years of superhero films where you walk away feeling like great the good guys punched the bad guys and and they won
0: yeah well well that's what I was gonna say like there has been like no shortage of movies even DC movies Marvel movies that mm. are just like you walk away feeling great because it is like but but a lot of movies a lot of the best movies you don't walk away feeling good you feel you, you kind of try to figure out yeah. how you feel exactly you want to interpret it yeah and that's why i'm excited to mm. see this just because i give like I, I i give a lot of shit to all these marvel movies just because in some sense it does feel like this they're making the same movies over and over and over mm. and over again because they know that's what sells that's what people want to see uh which is fine and great like if you love those movies go for it but I, i'm excited to see it because this sounds genuinely different. It sounds mm. like they're taking risks. Uh, like you were saying, just the fact that the DC logo on there is is yeah. nuts. And honestly, like, I
5: don't know if they'll do this again because yeah. it is a hard R oh, movie and <laughs> it's I think it's executed very, very, very well. But it's also getting a lot of, like,
3: like, it's getting a lot of, like, bad press as much as it is getting good press. I don't think if it had the Joker attached to it that this movie would get a pass from the general public. I don't. Uh, like when I look at games like Hatred or something for example, mm, yeah. I, it sounds like this movie fits into that mold. Right. Except that it's attached to something that we're already cognizant of as that something that's been a joke. It's literally the name right. of the
0: character. Okay. Well, a game wait, like on. Hatred. Sorry. So you so you think if uh just to clarify, you think that if it wasn't called the Joker people wouldn't Enjoy it. People wouldn't like be.
3: Oh, I, I think the reaction, the sort of sensitivities to what this movie does, in, mm-hmm. in a way that's controversial and kind of like hot button, would not uh, be given a, a pass in the same way it is now because it <laughs> okay. informs a comic book character we're familiar with, which is totally right. fair and valid. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted clarification. Yeah, that. yeah, of course. Yeah,
2: that um, Columbine game where right. you played the shooters.
0: I, uh, Maybe. I, yeah. This, I don't this, know.
5: this, this point to say like this movie is not glorifying violence. Ah. In any way, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not something like postal or hatred, where it's like every scene is 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 someone being hurt. This is like the descent into
3: madness of a character, um, but a society that's, that's unfairly treating this this character. Yeah, you know, yeah, for reasons the, that are outside of his own control, almost. Yeah, I right? mean, like, and that sends him down a, a spiral yeah, of madness to then be violent. And 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 push back.
5: The, the like the, the one of the hardest parts of it is there's various points in the movie where you feel sympathy for him and mm. you feel empathy for him, and then that makes the kind of descent into madness and the eventual eruption of violence even harder to stomach because you're like, I, I understand oh. how you got here and I hate mm. that you're here, but I know people who have gone through this. I've seen people go through this. So like when that happens, it's not like cool, it's violence time. Enjoy this. It's like. This is horrifying, and I hate that this is happening.
3: Kind of reminds me of that. Um, I want to say Michael Douglas movie was it Breakdown or, uh, yeah, um, mm. the one where he's on the motorway. He's he's just like an office worker who kind of gets dejected with life and goes to a McDonald's and just gets fed up with the way society is caught up in a bunch of bullshit, and he yeah. just like goes on this sort of like vindictive rampage. Falling page. down, falling down. Thank yeah. you.
4: Yeah,
1: it reminds me of um, my friend Dharma, the original. Yeah the comic book. So it's like, wow, I did not process that correctly the first time. Yeah, Darman uh, and Greg, <laughs> Darman Gregg. Darman yeah. No, the, uh, my friend Dharma's is about Jeffrey Dahmer but mm. it's written by his school friend and you know, they were in like this club together like the Dahmer Appreciation Society and he writes this biography essentially of Dharma's uh, school life and then he, he genuinely gets to the point where he says like, look, I empathize with Jeffrey, with Jeff because he Fell through the cracks. Essentially, he had abusive parents. He fell into alcoholism. But as soon as he committed that crime, that's when my sympathy stops. Yeah, and it's and that it feels like very it's much that the kind same, of thing, like the same.
5: You, you, have to like very like pointedly draw the line and be like, I understand how you got here, but I can't condone this. Yeah, like maybe hatred
3: was it. a bad comparison point. Yeah, I, sure, I, I get what
5: you mean though, um, but like it's important to say like this isn't. This doesn't feel like it doesn't feel callous. It doesn't feel there's like ill intention behind it. It doesn't feel like a ca- it feels like a a thoughtful character study um that explores the impact of societal and urban alienation and how that can lead to a worst case scenario and this is that worst case scenario. Hmm. I don't think everyone's gonna like it. I think it's gonna be oh, incredibly sure. yeah, divisive. Yeah, who does, Right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's gonna and I think the the kind of backlash to it is warranted. Like it should be a discussion we have. Um but yeah. In review, not a fun time Batman movie. Do not take <laughs> your kids to watch this. He's not going to be firing acid out of a flower. It's bad time. I can't wait to see it.
2: Yeah, I'm right. really excited to see it.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we've been going on for a while, but why don't we quickly talk about Goose Game, Blink-182, and Chrissy Teigen, because that was one of your games, and mm-hmm. we skipped over it to wait for this. So Yeah,
2: I'll take it away. I played Untitled Goose Game. I quite enjoyed it. I think you know most people have covered what's great about that game is talk about a goose
0: that wants the world to burn yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. wow <Honk>. um <laughs> <laughs> anyway um I am a mall rat and I really love blink 182 a whole lot and blink
1: 182 gave a little shout out to the goose game
2: on stage <laughs>
1: really yeah, yeah they did I mean blink 182 also what kind of I mean mock office was kind of dick about Mixer like I mean I guess you're playing Twitch gone I mean which is paying Mark your bill <laughs> but there's more no reason to go sorry you're gonna have to bleep this but like yo fuck Mixer oh my god. <laughs> yeah like and it's like but but why and then someone from <laughs> Mixer Hoppus, chimed in <laughs> no actually there is a video of uh Ninja reacting to it which is a <laughs> <like, laughs> Ninja reacting to the Mark Hoppus thing but like Mark Just let Hoppus people has, like what they like.
2: He's lived in Tom DeLonge's shadow for so long. Haven't
3: we all? It's a very DeLonge shadow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Tom... Tom,
3: Tom. comma, DeLonge shadow.
2: <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get another beer. please. Do <laughs> <two minutes. laughs> oh, you want one?
3: Yeah, why not? Uh, okay, I only have to pee really beer badly. <laughs> I a um, Anything else to say about this
2: <laughs> No. Well, okay. Well, I got... Uh, I didn't really say anything that I wanted to say. Um, I love Blink One Eighty Two. They just came out with a new album.
1: I, I'm going to see them next year. Like I am. Oh, I'm so
2: jealous. Pumped. Yeah, them Weezer and Fall Out Boy. Cause oh, you told me about this. Yeah. I'm still so mad at my ex boyfriend who was like, "It's raining. I don't want to go see them." And then we didn't go anyway. One of my biggest regrets. Uh, <laughs> Chrissy Teigen. Teigen. is it
0: Tigan?
1: I, it oh, I thought it was Teigen. It's Tigan.
0: It's I think t- they say Tegan. Te- yeah, they
3: say Tegan in uh, between the, 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 two, two, two Ferns, Ferns The movie, indeed. Yo, <laughs> her and Zach Galifianakis has got it on. <laughs> Spoilers for those of you oh, who are. Sorry, want to see sorry. It. Oh
1: <laughs> Callie, continue, please.
3: Pete is back at A again.
1: It's
2: <laughs> it's Teigen. Anyway, she tweeted about how she wanted to play the goose game and that she had to wait for John Legend to come home so we could buy it for her on her Switch.
1: Does she not know how to use the eShop?
3: It's pronounced John Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Again. It's pronounced
1: Asian. A- <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, there's
3: like a, he, she describes him as like
5: the responsible parent to come home oh and Oh my God, if, the, if he's
1: put parental locks on, on his, <laughs> Switch, like, account. His Switch
5: account. That's a powerful move.
1: They're rich. I don't know why <laughs> yes. you need that. I do remember when she lost her Switch and that was, um, <coughs> you and relate. she was like tweeting about it that she lost her Switch and then she got it back. They're rich, but it's like yeah, you're rich. You could just Just buy the goose game. But no
0: amount of money could buy your Super Smash Bros. saves back or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. I need to play that
0: game.
2: Yeah, I'm so, excited. The other thing game. was that the Goose game almost had a title. In Japan, mm. the subtitle is Here Comes the Mischievous Goose.
4: <laughs> that's such a <laughs> so good. Name. Here name. Oh. That's, that's here, gotta be the
2: DLC. Is like Here yeah. Comes, here the, comes, the, mischievous comes the Mischievous Goose. And I guess the title that they were thinking of, I saw this in an IGN article, was Some Like It Honk.
4: Yep. Yeah, that's right.
2: But <laughs> the only thing I could think of was what if it was Honk If You're Horny? And that's <laughs> all I got. But... You should play the goose game. That's. Yeah. What a terrible segment.
3: No. No. It's
0: because we ruined you with the, the footwork or whatever.
3: Dude, board tricks. Foot play. come the Nixon fingers. I
2: know. the Alright, Quentin Tarantino, let's go.
0: <laughs> listener <laughs> questions. Let's get into listener questions.
1: Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> loves, he, he likes feet. feet. The man loves oh, feet. Oh, Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is um, a lot of feet. A lot of feet. We've talked about this on the podcast yeah, we before. Did. Continue, Jake. We,
0: we have listener questions. <laughs> uh, Lucy, do you want to read the first one?
1: Okay. Is this because I'm the most sober, apart from Tam?
0: Probably. Okay. Well, I don't know. Tim, do you want to read it? No, uh, I got, I got
1: anyway. it. I got it. Hey, hey,
3: All right. I can still read. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, that felt like a jab. With, no, I
1: didn't mean it. In jab. I'm like jealous. I would have another beer, but I only had like a taco and a half at lunch and I don't trust myself. I could get spicy. No one no one needs that. Anyway. Hi. Hi. Magic the Gathering was mentioned last episode and I thought that this might be a good way to see where you stand on Magic the Gathering booster packs versus loot boxes in games. The argument for loot boxes being gambling, being gambling is that each loot box returns skins. Oh, f- this. <laughs> <laughs> the argument for loot boxes, boxes being, being gambling is that oh, each is loot, loot box, box returns skins, characters, or weapons of variable value. For example, you could open a box that contains three common skins and one rare, or you could open a box with one common, two rares, and one legendary. In addition, you could buy those skins directly for coins using real money. Because of this direct monetary relationship of coins to skins, this means that each box has an actual dollar value that you can calculate, which is the very definition of gambling. However, Magic the Gathering has survived this gambling situation by claiming explicitly that each card is only worth 20 cents. Ooh, that's a lie. Which is the cost of the booster pack, $3, (laughs) divided by the total amount of cards in each pack, which is 15 This means that even if Jake pulled a $20 card, who I love
4: using using Jake
1: as an example, (laughs) Wizards of the Coast will refuse to acknowledge this value and claim that card is only worth 20 cents. Of course, they host tournaments that requires players to bring decks with good and expensive cards, which means that they directly influence the cost of the cards. What do you all think of the current situation of loot boxes and microtransactions in gaming, and do you foresee this having a spillover effect into other markets? Thanks, Matt. Peter Sancho. is raising his
0: hand. I, I want to clarify one thing quickly. The 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 twenty cents thing actually makes sense. I said because I actually pulled a twenty dollar card not that long ago. But once again, Wiz- Wizards of the Coast doesn't decide that value. That is decided by the people who Wizards play land Yeah, the the people who play and, and figure out like, all right, this card is is good for professional play. And then if people see professional players buy, then everyone wants that card. Anyway, go ahead, Peter. So
2: then that's the whole, art. you just answered the question though. No, 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 Peter, no. go ahead.
3: Well, I don't know. So I, there's a difference between virtual and physical goods and how you can create a market around those and make money off of them and, and trade them for intangible value in a sense. Uh, cards can be used in a lot of different ways. Like I do think buying a pack of cards is still gambling. But I think the if we're gonna get down to like the human experience, opening a pack of cards is way more fulfilling than opening a loot crate where you get like one thing. A deck of cards has like thirteen things in it that you can consider and do things with. You can also trade with your friends and do a lot of stuff with it. I mean, a lot of what Magic the Gathering is is that community of sharing, building decks. A lot of that—that's something that we just don't get from video games. But are you rolling the dice? Of course. Yeah,
0: but to- it, totally. That's a good point because like even when I. used to play I'd go to a card shop and pull a good card that was worth a lot of money and immediately I'd just like actually here can I just have like $20 in store credit because I don't really want this card and then I'd get more packs or maybe you know something else can't really do that with games
3: well I guess you kind of can with Steam right but but, but not really either I mean you're not I mean maybe you can do it from a transactional standpoint Mm -hmm. but there's not that community the relationship building that comes from that sort of thing you're doing it to a cold person on the other end of that thing um Mm. I, I, can, that, yeah. I can see why that that, that comparison exists, but <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like Magic is, uh, like, you know, they, they, they cannot change the value of these cards because they're trying to get around the fact that it's random, but at the same time, I feel like it's way more fulfilling to play Magic than open loot crates. Oh yeah, yeah. rather mm-hmm. open magic packs than open loot crates. Have
1: you seen there is a YouTube channel called Open, open Boosters. Boosters, and a few years ago, <laughs> um, I don't know how we found this video. It came up at, maybe in the algorithm or something. But there is a guy. He's doing like it was a, Reddit. We found it. Oh, Reddit. it was on Reddit. Yeah, he was doing it was like
5: wholesome videos oh, or something God, like
1: that. God, so good. He was doing this. Uh, he opened a pack of cards and he was wearing the gloves. And what was it called? The Black Lotus. Black
5: Lotus. He pulled the Black Lotus, oh, which is like a wow. fifteen thousand dollar w- card,
1: <sighs> and just the. I've never heard like, just like joy in some like pure unadulterated wholesome joy, and his hands started yeah, shaking. Yeah, immediately started,
5: he went, and he was like, he went, holy. Yeah. It's okay, Lucy's already cussed a couple times. You can no, say, no, no, it. that's oh, what he, he did. did. Oh, he he did, did okay. He goes, holy, are oh, we not allowed to?
4: Well, we, we have to mark. Stare it. Away from the f we're word. not
5: supposed to say the f word. Ah, uh, f- flip. But like he went, like <laughs> you could see his hands shaking.
1: Like I, we. Talk about Overwatch a lot, and I'm past the point now where I buy loot boxes in Overwatch, even for seasonal events, because I've just got that much gold. Humble brag, because I don't buy boxes anymore, and so if there's a skin that I want, I can just buy it. But even at my the height, (laughs) (laughs) even at the height of Overwatch, when I was actually buying boxes, I I have not had a comparable moment. Even when I unlocked, you know, that particular Diva skin that I Blackout Diva, or you know, whatever. I just—I've never felt joy like that guy finding the black lotus, mm. and maybe that's just because I live sad. Yeah. To be fair,
0: not many people probably felt the joy of pulling a black lotus.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say because
1: that's not fifteen thousand dollars skin. Yeah.
3: think it's a, a physical card, right? Like you can really assign a lot of f- false but emotional value to that object. I mean, objects yeah. have power.
4: Okay, control. Uh, No, don't
3: do that. Uh, No,
1: I mean, because yeah, people now you, I mean, Pokemon cards you can still you know find the collection that you started in the nineties. Whereas you know, in twenty years time, am I going to boot up my Blizzard account and go, oh, I remember unlocking this skin? I like how in twenty years you're You're (laughs) seventy. To be fair, I I am. I'm a 60 year old in the body Currently. of a 28 year old. That
5: open so. boosters guy. I think he pulled the black lotus a second time. No, he accident. did not. I think so. Yeah. What a
1: guy. Um,
2: I quick aside on Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. I have a book from like 1999. That's like Pokemon card. It's like a Pokemon card. Um a catalog but it lists like all of the available cards from the first run Yeah, and you can write down it has like the proposed value of those cards and I have like right like from when I was like seven like me right like I calculate of course I did I calculated the how many cards I had versus the price of those cards or the the estimated value and it was like here's how much my collection would be worth if I sold it
0: only you had Google spreadsheets at the time
2: (laughs) I know but even then, like it's not really comparable to Magic. Like a uh, a first edition holographic Charizard is like seven hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean to be fair, like the the Black Lotus is far and away the probably the most expensive yeah. Magic card. At least I think. Yeah. Maybe there's something oh, you want to talk about,
3: about dual lands, motherfucker? Come uh, on, let's uh, do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I keep I keep swearing.
1: Sorry. Uh, it's like uh, I buy that book should... for Beanie Babies. Ooh, I was a big Beanie and baby. I, Princess Diana. One I ones. have that Princess Diana one. 12 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's my retirement fund.
2: Dude, we should all play Magic. I want to play
3: Magic. I'd love to get back into Magic. Mm-hmm.
0: Peter, he He's got his hand out. We were going
2: we to do a draft.
0: I <laughs> think you want to play Magic or you I got have something to say? Peace. So go go pee. I'm you can
2: just go peace. Go sorry.
4: I'm so
0: sorry. Kelly, <laughs> why don't you read the next one from Brad S? All
2: right. Hey guys, great show, love your work. I follow a lot of game industry professionals on Twitter and have occasionally seen some smaller games news sites put out an open call for volunteer writers typically focused on writing reviews. My question is if this is a legitimate means of getting my foot in the door, is this a normal pathway? Did any of you start out similarly? Or is unpaid work seen as a hobbyist position? Thanks, Brad is from Denver. I always, I'll just take this really fast. I Go always ahead. tell people don't work for free.
1: I did work for them.
2: However, yeah, I, worked I worked for free. For free.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's very weird being in the position that, I mean, we're all in now where we have jobs and I know that I certainly, I would not be here if I did not do that stuff for free at the beginning of my career.
0: I 100% would not be here. Yeah. If I, if I did yeah. not work mm. for free before I started, I would say uh, it, it's something to definitely consider maybe, but don't. Don't go all in on it, right? Like, don't devote. Make sure you
1: can support yourself. Yeah, don't
0: do, do it want... at
3: the expense of yourself.
0: Yeah. 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 To, to more kind of actually talked about this too uh, when someone wrote in something similar, but yeah, like, sure, if you're having fun with it, like, write some stuff. You can add that to your portfolio. Like, get some practice, work on that, but do not put your hundred percent self into this. Like, I mean, just,
1: you got to think about what you're getting out of it. Are you? Yeah. Is someone like editing and helping develop you? As a writer, or is it just getting words on a page to SEO and get clicks? Yeah.
5: Always, always think about yourself before the publication. Um, Like, a lot of times people who ask, like, oh, we need some free, you know, volunteer writers. It's because they want to churn out some content because they've got their own metrics they need to hit or they're trying to get their own website off the ground and you are just a means to get it done. If you're coming at it and you're like, right, right, you need to think about what, is, what will be my takeaway. If I spend X amount of time doing this for free, will I be able to put this on my CV? Will someone with experience be talking to me and coaching me through this process? Mm. Will I learn something that I can apply to, to further my career at this point? If any of those answers are no, you shouldn't be doing it. Um, and like Jake said, like this needs to be your side hustle until you can make it your main hustle. Like You can't, don't go all in on this, have a main job and then make that so you can support yourself and then make it your thing once you've established yourself or once you've reached the point where you feel like my writing is good enough that I should be able to demand payment for it mm-hmm. or my I'm in a situation where I can demand payment for it.
3: I will say that if you have work that you feel is that quality, um, you know, one of the best things you can do is put that work in front of someone, whether it's published or not, mm-hmm. um, with a concise... Just honest, sort of ask to, hey, I'm interested in this line of work. Would you mind taking a look at my writing? Thank you. Have a good time. Have a good time. (laughs) Have a good day. Have a good day. day. Uh, Because you know, it's the the number of people who have things to say about video games is seems to just grow by the day. Um, But if you can at least, in a low impact way, put your work in front of someone who's able to honestly give it a shot. That's really valuable. That's more valuable than having it published somewhere where no one's going to see it. Um, it's not necessarily the question you're asking, but I would say to anyone to you know try striking up conversations with people in the industry that you respect. See if something resonates there, and if so, maybe ask if they're willing to look at what you've got to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long shot, like anything you're trying to do to get into this field with diminishing number of um, opportunities. But it's that I think in my in my experience, like the people that I've that I've helped sort of become, you know, voices on GameSpot. There's only been a few of them, but that's sort of how it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they they very politely asked for me to look at their stuff, and I recognized that, hey, guess what? They're just as good as any of us. Hmm. Let's give them a shot. It didn't matter where they were published; just matter what they had to offer.
2: Yeah, I'd rather see somebody who's like, here's a blog I worked on, and it's my own blog because I wanted to practice writing. I'd rather see that in an email, like in a pitch, then here's some half-baked published work on a site then, that didn't pay then, me. Yeah. Right. I think, especially for writing, I can't speak for video, for writing, I think it is important to write frequently um, and having a blog. Like that's what I, I mostly did a blog. I didn't really do a lot of like tech, like quote unquote published work before I was, um I started getting paid for my work. but. Um, I do think it's very important. I think reading often is important. I think reading work and that that people you know that that is acclaimed, you know, other people's writing to see what you like, what you don't like, is really important for a writer. Um, I think that's a better use of your time than saying, "Oh yeah, I'll write news for free so I can be published," quote unquote. Mm, Right. Mm.
0: But I mean, if you want to get practice writing news, like that's not a bad. Like I before I was at Gamespot, I wrote for a small website and I just wrote a single news story every day. I didn't let them, like I didn't write anymore. If they asked me to write more, I'd be like, I did my story for the day. I'm not doing anymore. And that repetition of just every day, just writing out a news story, whether it was something that had already been, that had already broke or anything, just to get practice, I think probably helped a lot. And it definitely came in handy when I did news updates here for a while because I had that experience of just writing news every day. And then I took that and... Made news updates, but yeah, to everyone's point, like especially t- to more is like you got to evaluate like is are you getting anything out of this because if not it's probably not worth it to be mm-hmm. you know helping some other website get clicks while you're just kind of not getting paid or anything like that
3: yeah, at that mm-hmm. point, the writing should be enough It should be your source of fulfillment mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. should be the reason you're doing it to enjoy the process of writing, not to land a killer job at a pl- i mean that's I don't know. Maybe that's my position speaking. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's re- it's, there are not that many jobs in this industry. Mm. So if you don't have that innate passion and love for the work, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. So the next question,
0: uh, I probably should have had Lucy or Callie read, but tomorrow, why don't you read it since you... He's uh, a murderino. Exactly, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no name on this.
5: Hey all, and hello fellow, fellow murderinos. I've Woo. been enjoying the show. I took a long break from gaming pods and lucked out by coming back just in time for your first episode. In last, week, last week's app, Video Game Ninja Approved, y'all we were talking about The Witcher show slash series. I've finally gotten around to Witcher 3 and I'm loving it. Hell yeah, that's why I put this question in. <laughs> Didn't put the writer's name in though.
1: Oh, uh, this is Sky Slayton. Oh, there you go then. I, I did a Google.
5: With all my gushing, I convinced at least two of my friends to start it as well one of whom who has a big problem with Geralt's voice acting. It's a good one for Peter, too. I'm nodding into the mic. (laughs) I'm on the other side of this, but I've also played one and two and read, listened to all the books where, as this is, what, where? Whereas. Whereas this is his first Geralt experience. So my question is, has any game been negatively affected because of voice acting?
0: If so, which one?
3: Specifically this one for me. Mm. Yeah, I remember 2015 talking to you about it, and you were like, I just can't get over his voice. Like, no, nah, just... no, 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 no. I, I need to dial back here. Okay. I, in 2015, I famously fought for Metal Gear Solid V above Rocket League yeah, for yeah. the number two spot in our top 10 game of the year. I didn't want to comment on Witcher because I had not no experience with that game. But two years ago, I tried playing it. Oh, okay, That's okay. when I was like, then that's I can't when I heard do this. it. I can't do it. But 2015 is a different story, Jake. How right. you dare you? Sorry. <laughs> it's
2: just different when you're really attracted to Geralt. I think it's yeah. just different. Mm. They lure you in with that Seriously. bathtub
3: scene. Cat, man. It's got, it's I, like cat. man. I like just got to
1: pop my cat eyes <laughs> in.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't think any games have been ruined by voice acting.
0: Timor's got one, it looks like. In
1: Rodney Mullen uh, and <laughs> no, so that's, that's what I was, thinking. I was thinking of. Ghost
0: Recon, honestly, just maybe because it's fresh in my mind, but and because you have to actually watch yeah. these cutscenes, but I'm just like, oh, get me through this.
1: I, I mean, Chandler Bing in Le bon. New Vegas was bad. <laughs> the main bad guy really really his yeah. name is Chandler uh, no as in like Matthew friends, Perry Matthew oh yeah. Matthew Perry yeah. <laughs> I was like why did what, they name him after Chandler? any more violent <laughs>
0: <laughs> Matthew Perry was my neighbor for a while or his parents were my neighbor for what it. yeah I, I, we'd that's see him the, all the time uh,
2: growing up in Southern California growing life. Up in Ohio
0: yeah he, he uh <laughs> was right next to us we'd see him driving his like convertibles around and stuff like that I'm like damn oh, that's right. Matthew
3: Perry living that convertible yeah life. Uh, <laughs> yeah
4: he's, my, uh, he's Benny
1: wow in New Vegas He's also missing the tip of his... Uh, I thing. saw that. Yeah. Yes. On Buzzfeed in the
3: day. game or in real life?
1: In real life.
2: Maybe in the game. Uh, to get back on the voice acting thing, though, I will say a Japanese game, like a game that is very, very rooted in, in Japanese shit. D- Peter, I'm not going to say it. Don't worry. What? You look like you're waiting for me to say JRPG.
3: No, I'm waiting for you to say anything. I'm just curious.
2: I don't like playing it in English because I find it stilted
3: yeah which one that's oh, very fair Gerald Just, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Gerald well in
2: Fire Emblem Three Houses your father's name is
3: Gerald well, yeah. he's always like winds howling well there was like a couple <laughs> months ago I discovered that I might actually be able to play The Witcher because you can download the Japanese voice pack
4: <laughs> no.
0: so I, was, I was actually told you should I, I like when I play The Witcher 3 again I'm going to play it in Polish because uh. mm. apparently nerd. the Polish voice acting is. Did you play
2: Metro Exodus in Russian, nerd?
0: I did play some of it, but it was for a video, and it was nerd. I was turn off the subtitles, so it was like Whatever. I have no idea what's going wow. on. Did you see that they hired the person who played
5: Geralt in the TV series in Poland yes. to be the voice of the main character in Cyberpunk?
1: No, he's uh, Johnny Silverhand.
0: Is he Johnny Silverhand? Yeah. Okay. There yeah, you go. yeah. Yeah. That's Wait. What? Hold on. Back this up. Johnny Johnny Silverhand is. Being played by Keanu Reeves. No, 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 game.
4: but yeah, but, but in, in the a different Polish, language, in the Polish oh, version. Okay, okay. Keanu, Keanu Reeves as like, Polish. Could you imagine the voice actor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> just doing Polish.
1: The voice actor is the the you know, no. guy from the original Witcher show. I think
2: like something like uh, Persona Five. Like that's not the kind of game I want to play with English VO. So I had famously to. I the had to play Sakamoto. It in How they said Sakamoto. Sakamoto? Yeah, the original, yeah. the English dub. Mm. The character's name is.
1: Sakamoto and it was
2: Sakamoto
1: well yeah it's um in Persona 5 in the English dub it's and Takamaki yeah Mm. Takamaki Takamaki like it's not that annoys me
4: when it's not
2: um, I have I know enough Japanese (laughs) where it just grates on me here's the thing
5: though I'd rather they go Sakamoto instead of try to pronounce it and screw it up I had
2: this joke with my friend when when I was in high school are you
3: thinking
0: Makato? No. No. Okay. Well, because for a while, too, that was... People makoto. Would say, people, makoto. Like, yeah, Mike in his video would always say Makoto. I'm like, Michael would say Makoto. I'm like, oh, that's, that's not it. Probably I, I did, too, and then yeah. you corrected me, and I was like, oh, it's Makoto.
2: No, I, I don't think you should overpronounce Japanese words. It's just that sort of thing when I'm hearing... Like, I don't mind it when somebody's doing a... You know, talking about the game and talking mm. about... Well, I would oh, say Makoto, I just, but...
1: I just want it to be consistent. Yeah. And that's that's a big problem. I think if you listen to... If you play like, a lot of... um. I think a Dragon Age was pretty bad for it. Is that people would mispronounce things, uh, like or d- pronounce things two different ways, and it'd be like, "Yeah, can someone please mm-hmm. just accents. keep a consistent?" It's just accents, right? Yeah. No. <laughs>
5: can I make I, a, have a confession? you never played Dragon Age
3: when I was like eight and I first got into anime I was 100% convinced it was pronounced Anime because <laughs> I had Dude. only watched English dub anime before I had no context for what anime um, should be
2: <laughs> when I was in middle school everyone thought it was manga yeah I
3: remember walking into a hobby shop and being like hey do you have that that uh, the Anime magazine new type and they are like what? And I was like, you know, and I'm and they're like, no. And then my there brother was like, you know you're stupid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I knew but someone But that's who... a good point. Anime is a good point, though, because yeah. we say anime, and yeah. you would be like anime. It
3: should be anime. anime, anime, But like, anime.
2: we have a, a, like a an English language pronunciation of it, mm. so my problem isn't like, it's like the level of like Like
1: it's like a- oh. I knew someone who um, called the groundskeeper from Harry Potter... Hagrid
5: <laughs> oh yeah Hermione
0: Hermione <laughs> uh,
5: my voice actor one is Kiefer Sutherland oh. in really? Man Solid 5 what? oh yeah that's that's David Hayter do his character you cowards um, and he had like maybe a few lines and he was fine like But he wasn't you upset yeah I know it makes yeah. sense but still it's just my brain is just hardwired to
3: see to hear a certain it's, character's voice come out of it. the EIC Randolph Ramsey makes fun of my ass all the time because I told him I can't watch certain actors in movies because I just see the actor. I just hear the actor and yeah. not the character they're playing.
1: Oh, like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd for me plays Paul Rudd in every movie.
3: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. So for me it's like, it was Nicolas
5: Cage. I'm I'm like whenever whenever <laughs> what, Peter <laughs> Whenever David Hayter speaks, I see Snake. So yeah. that yeah. that that um that video of him talking about ass Cheeks clapping, it's he's dummy thick. Being dummy thick, that's just snake. Yeah. That's what's become of snake. Yeah, um, you know,
1: I mean, this is a segue, but not a segue. It's um Seju. said you, said you se- yeah. se- yeah. se- yeah. is um, cameo is wild for that because that, that's oh. how that dummy thick king yeah, thing yeah. came about. Is because you can pay them to say pretty much anything you want.
5: I have almost paid David Hayter to say things so
0: many times. i I've, just- I've almost paid Rob White off. The Weedoff, whatever the 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 guy who plays John Marston so many times to say things, and I was just like, no, 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 How no. How much money are we talking here? So $50. I was like, oh, I'm
1: browsing. Well, mm, some people. Well, are, oh yeah, it, it
0: ranges, but yeah. Rob Weedoff was it, like, hey, it's thirty dollars.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing a really <sighs> good one of um, oh, it was Tom Felton from Harry Potter. I don't know why all my little stories about Harry Potter this week, but anyway, Tom Felton from Harry Potter, um, Draco Malfoy, and someone's comment was like five stars. Uh, she loved it, but she was 14. On the 11th, she wasn't 11. On the 14th, and he was, like, <laughs> was like, "Oh, you've already paid for that."
5: Oh my they god! They do it like in between taking dumps and stuff like you, that. Like you can I'm get doing. Chris Hansen.
1: You, you can get it's Flavor like, Right, David Hater. Hang on, is seventy five dollars? has gone
3: has wow. gone up. How many words can I get out of him for seventy five dollars?
1: So typically responds in four days.
0: It's about, it's about the size of length of a tweet, right? Maybe a little, bit longer. Yeah. Like Maybe
3: a a little bit longer, like a tweet now or a tweet two tweet years now, ago. Tweet now, yeah, yeah, yeah. you <laughs> can get him not 140 length. characters. He's There's more
5: like
0: 280 characters. Damn, This price has gone up since the dummy thick video. Worth it off. though, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you yeah. raise the price after that?
1: Google looking... guggle. Goalie, God, oh, guggle. so you can get you can get uh, <laughs> you can get Arthur from Red Dead Redemption Two for seventy five dollars.
3: His price has gone up too. You can I, get Michael can
1: we, Rosenbaum for ninety nine. Can
3: we throw down a thousand bucks and, and have a conversation between these two actors for GameSpot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is wrong with us? Why are we doing one this? One to say something and the other yes. and just put them together. Yes. Why are we doing this? Yeah. This is not. a, is wow, a great idea. It's not be, a bad idea. This, this is a great idea. We <laughs> can wait, literally wait, wait, wait. orchestrate gameplay around their VO. And <laughs> what the? No, you can't what do you they mean get,
5: they get very rustled if you use that stuff
1: actually no. prove it guys bad news Rodney Mullen is not on this website <laughs> but <laughs> well, Bam, Bam Margera is will be is soon. of course he $65. is $65 <laughs> Lance Bass Sephiroth Sephiroth $200 Sephiroth doesn't speak
5: I don't he doesn't Kingdom, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts, buddy
3: <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> this I mean oh
0: my god the so ice so tea's on there Gary, Let's move on to the next question. Gary
1: Busey is $350. That, oh, man. that, that, that Does man.
0: Nicolas Cage have one? No.
1: Tony Hawk. Hang on.
0: If Nicolas Cage had one, I'd buy it.
1: 300, Ooh, 300 should, bucks
2: for Tony Hawk. We should pay Tony Hawk to do dramatic readings of the tweets where people don't recognize him.
5: <laughs> we should get Tony Hawk to reread those lines from that Ghost Recon character.
1: <laughs> 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 oh my God. You can get Gavin. You know that little kid from Vine? Gavin. He's $50. Oh, the kid from Vine. The, the unimpressed kid from Vine. The, how
3: much could I get? Put yourself on there. <laughs> <laughs> I Peter Brown from GameSpot. Seriously. Nobody. No. no. Nobody.
1: Anthony Michael Hall. Oh,
0: 200
3: no. 200
1: bucks?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Next question.
0: This is from Liam. Hello, GameSpot staff. I'm continuing to enjoy the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you. My question is for Lucy and Tamor. Whenever they're both on the podcast next, I figured this was the good episode to do it. Having finally signed up for Netflix the past month, this this past past month, the first show I watched based on my affinity for Blade Runner was Ghost in the Shell,
1: no, very good, very good uh, uh, Black
0: Rain. The first I show I watched... You, you read this, I can't read. The
1: first show I
2: watched based on my affinity for Blade Runner, Ghost in the Shell, The Matrix, and Westworld was Altered Carbon. Hell yeah. Mm. I very much enjoyed the show, and luckily Lucy has several videos on GameSpot Universe that I watched today, Monday the 30th, as of sending. almost immediately after the final episode, so thank you for that. Thank you for watching. My question is, what do you think of the casting of Anthony Mackie as the protagonist of season two? My thoughts on the matter is My that... My two
0: thoughts on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> Just, wow, what's happening again? Oh, we're
2: falling <laughs> apart. One. I'm only familiar with Mackie as Falcon in the MCU. Has he done serious highbrow roles in the past? Mm. And two, as of, as with any change of actor playing the Doctor in Doctor Who, I'm immediately wondering how Mackie will compare to the two adult versions of Kovacs who came before him. Thanks. P.S. I thought Tamora nailed it in the spoiler review with his comparison of altered carbon's world building and not giving all the information of its universe straight away to the way Mass Effect, the, the Mass Effect franchise did it.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh, Anthony mm. Mackie. So I'm not overly familiar Oops. with him, with his past body of work, but he, he was very good in that Black Mirror episode.
4: He was uh, from uh, season I mean, five.
5: Uh, has he done any serious high role? Yeah, he's he played um, uh, Papa Doc in Eight Mile.
4: Mm.
5: There's a Ooh. serious high role. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all. Well, uh, that's what primarily I remember. Anthony Mackie. Wait, fought. side
2: note on Eight Mile. Dads love Eight Mile.
5: That's I think Eight Mile is a great film. Yeah, my dad it. does not like that movie. Wow,
2: well, my dad does. No, it's just it's, the difference between our dads. The, I haven't and, seen that
5: movie. <laughs> I, I, I consider like every movie that he's been in since as part of like the Eight Mile story. So after the ending of Eight Mile, Anthony Mackie left the hood. And got cast in Avengers. <laughs> and, has, <laughs> and has since been cast in... Um, yeah, but he's he's great in Black Mirror. So I think he can pull it off. Um,
1: I think he's got the range. I think it's... Um, so full disclosure here is that uh, one of those videos I did for Gamespot Universe was comparing the book to the show of Altered Carbon. And I did not get on with the book no. very well. Uh, there is There is a segment where I just read out a sex scene from that book and I think oh. once you describe breasts as globes
4: we all know bags of
3: sand <laughs> is it luscious <laughs> globes or something yeah like I
1: was like oh it was like w- w- there was something to do with like warmth
4: yeah.
3: in
1: the energy yeah, yeah. yeah like
3: any good globe
1: yeah uh, <laughs> a warm globe global warming uh, oh <laughs> right. uh, so I haven't actually read any of the other Altered Carbon books I think yeah. I probably will once the season comes out, because uh, I really enjoyed Alter Carbon season mm. one. I think episode seven is the one that, the flashback one, was a, kind of where it fell apart a little bit, but overall, I loved the world building. And I could see Anthony Mackey in that world for sure. Yeah, I'm I think, I I think he
5: can, he's done, he's consistently been, like his performances have been consistently good. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think they will be smart. I hope they're smart enough to lean into the fact that it's a different, Kovacs. Um, well, no, because
1: it would still be co- it would still be the same character, character because yeah. he's on the stack, right?
5: Yeah, but as in like the the kind of like performance will be nuanced yeah. enough to be like, oh, his references to the old Kovacs, um, but he's slightly different and he's got a little more his own style. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it.
1: Uh, Tam and I went to... Uh, so in the UK, there's a thing called Secret Cinema, which is... Oh. Mm. Yeah, man. This immersive thing where you you get assigned a character and a backstory, and you have to bring specific props. And then what they do is they take over basically a warehouse and they transform it into um, the movie set. Um, so we did the Blade Runner one. I've done the Star Wars one mm. and the Handmaiden one, but we did Bit Blade Runner. And so... You kind of um, you go what? and you take specific props and you have storylines and quests to do. So Tam and I got arrested. Wait, so is it like interactive? Yeah, it's an interactive yeah, theater. Yeah. theater okay. And then but at the same time, the events of the movie are happening around you. So you had a decade running around. You had um <laughs> uh no because it was the star wars one was a new hope so it
4: was oh, <laughs>
1: um, but then you you saw empire but anyway. yeah. look,
5: and it was look. like <laughs> the set was like the opening area where um Deckard yeah, like is like eating his um LA. his meal and uh yeah noodles James it was really good oh, like the, appears, yeah. yeah and then it's like a story about an uprising about to happen at one point we got arrested and i got thrown in jail and you had to yeah. break me out oh
1: and there was yeah um, there were like um if you the thing the thing that annoyed me is that they tiered the tickets, yeah. so you only had access to some of the storylines, and if you paid more, then you got to go into the um, oh God, what's it called? It's called a microtransaction. Yeah, pretty much. Um,
0: Basically, yeah, it's the ultimate edition. You only got <laughs> yeah. the, the silver version,
1: <laughs> which was kind of annoying because you didn't get to go into the Tyrell Corp yeah. and um, do all that stuff because we were literally. Priced you didn't get out to do the, like
3: the interrogation interview thing. No, but happened. I think but people you could, could do, that. do that. Yeah, we went to the we, bar yeah.
1: where they had um, the first replicant. Is she the first one that he catches? One of the replicants is, and like there's just, uh, girls dancing on stage and stuff, yeah. and
5: and it all like culminated in yeah. Roy Batty appearing, and <sighs> almost like I was standing, we were standing upstairs, right? I think, yeah, we
1: were standing right behind. And, like him. he
5: like walked past us and like above everyone, like got everyone hyped up, and it was mm-hmm. raining, and the guy looked like. Was raining? Like
0: they oh, indoors, Simulated yeah, the rain. Whole thing yeah, they simulated was, it was rain. The whole time. Tears in the rain, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, and hey, they,
1: yeah, they yeah. had um the girl who was being pressed, she, uh, she, um, she was uh wired in and she was doing flips and yeah, flips and shit. Around, around, and around really cool. And, and, yeah.
5: <laughs> and then it ended with like um a screening of the movie. Yeah. But what they'd done was like it was a <laughs> massive screen, but like they had actors throughout the film to basically serve as the extension of the screen so like let's say in a scene where there's a bicycle going along the screen you'd see the bicycle a live action actor riding a bicycle would come mm-hmm. past and then it would go into the screen and play out like th- Dude I have one qu- I have
2: I have one question that sounds rad why the f*** did you guys move to this country
3: <laughs> We have secret cinema here We do, do you? Yeah I feel like that's Noddy? something i a heard of before because sure. they they
2: just did. i Royale seen in the UK. I've and heard of like yeah, was interactive theater where you follow yeah. I, yeah. the actors around, but you're not participating.
3: Right. I mean, when you guys mentioned it, it didn't seem foreign. secret to cinema
1: me. USA. Yeah, I thought, Hang on. You didn't, just okay, Jake. No, calling. they 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 haven't set up. Yet. Oh, okay.
3: I, I, think I, was, it. Oh, I was I was the impression that
5: Moulin Rouge was here as well cuz you went to that Oh, world. I went to
1: Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge was fine. Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say that oh, sounds my. fun. It was it was colorful <laughs> but like it was too small. Ooh, Chicago, I would do Chicago. So the problem if you have a bigger cast then it works really well. So Star um, Wars was great because you could walk around and you could see Chewie and Han and Leia and like there were so many of them and so George. many recognizable people, but um apparently the Back to the Future one was a hot mess because really the core cast there is two or three people, and so everyone's trying to do the same quest line and talk to Doc the doc and talk to Mike. So it's like the
3: wow queue. Yeah, that's yes. exactly
4: yes. what <laughs> I It's <just> like <laughs> someone's in a line, like, right, where, I'm where do I go next? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what
1: happened at the Moulin Rouge one. Um, I had to talk to Satine for some reason, and I couldn't because... She was trying to do her main thing, but also kept getting waylaid by everyone at every corner. And so Dude, at the end, we just got drunk. I would be just that person, just being like, Voulou, vous couchez avec quoi?
4: Like, I would just
1: be shouting <laughs> that. C'est quoi. That's,
2: you know, really marvelous. I think I'm
0: going to put an end to this. Damn. We've been going on for a long time two hours. But we covered a lot of ground. We covered yeah. a lot of ground. We definitely. made a lot of friends. We really
1: we went there.
0: <laughs> um, uh,
1: subscribing to the list. So when Secret Cinema U.S. happens, I will... Good work. Bring us all along. Oh god, fun.
0: That sounds fun. But as always, thank you all so much for watching. If you have any questions, please email them to afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. We will try to get to all of them. However, we're getting behind. There's a lot of questions. Can't get to them all, and we don't want to be here all night. That being said, uh, thank you all for your iTunes reviews. Those were all great. Uh, Tomorrow, is there something you wanted to add? You, no, I was pointing at you to remind you to ask people to review us on iTunes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but you did it. Uh, my point worked. I
5: mean, yeah, we, we,
2: we've we been reading them, and it's it's really a bright spot in our days. So yeah. if you could keep just complimenting us a bunch. Uh, that would be <laughs> ideal, yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, you guys should keep drinking beers and and yeah. Even if you talking. don't want to
0: compliment us, just like the five stars helps yeah. a lot. Uh, for iTunes, the
2: compliments fuel my soul, and you should also yeah. compliment.
5: <laughs> Five stars only. Leave like uh, recipes for your favorite dishes if you want attached.
0: Whatever you want. Ooh, um, yeah, that I would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, Tamor, where can people find you uh, on Twitter? What are you working on? What's up? Um, I'm at TamorH
5: on Twitter. Um, I'm working on things. Watch True Fiction, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lucy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still on Cameo. Like, <laughs> Billy West is on here. Like, Fry from Futurama. <laughs> Whoa, John Billy West! On here. Billy West is like 50 Is that bucks. Chuck Norris at the top? <laughs> that's Elias Tufek's. To... What? The second one. The second one? What?
0: Kelly, where can people find you?
1: <laughs> no, that's Roger Clark. Wait, oh,
0: okay,
1: my bad. Um, you can find <laughs> me at... I'm, I'm carrying on. You can find me at Least James Games. Also, please watch True Fiction. It's on Gamespot Universe mm-hmm. every Sunday.
3: Peter. I'm PC Brown. I don't do much online. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a lie. I'm
1: managing it.
3: Oh wait. Yeah, I don't know. Come to gamespot.com. It's a fun time. Gamespot. In, In fifty
1: words. words.
3: Callie.
2: Um.
5: Board tricks, please.
2: Oh God, I I don't don't I have to be able to do this. Um, I, I'm the reviews are you should read all of our reviews um, you can find me on twitter at inkydojiko i-n-k-y-d-o-j-i-k-k-o that's me
0: you can find me at Jacob Deck and for more footplay tune in next week
5: <laughs> you, you?
2: he's been waiting the whole time for us to finish so he can rip his papers <laughs> of